There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I am your host and referee, as always, Mike. Uh, today, I'm joined by Jay and Ethan, as always. Uh, in case you're new, this podcast is dedicated to bidding garbage anime against each other. See which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Catch us on Twitter at CrappyAnimeSD. I ran through all of that because it's a bonus episode. We're not doing our normal stuff. We're just talking mm-hmm. about an anime. And that anime this today... Is- is, yeah, uh, good anime spotlight. <laughs> yeah, yes. ooh, that's good. One. Oh, yeah, we ooh, got a gas. new segment. Good anime spotlight, gas. I like yeah. it. Ah, All gas, good. no breaks, baby. Just gas. Um, but yeah, so a good anime spotlight. Uh, 2022's Cyberpunk Edge Runners, uh, which you know uh, is getting a lot of hype from a lot of different people because of the video game that was released within the last couple of years, and then just Cyberpunk's kind of been around as a tabletop RPG uh, for quite some time. A bit, uh, a bit. And uh, so we are just we wanted to see what all the hype was about, to see if it was worth your time. Uh, and I already knew, because I've been up doing Cyberpunk things forever. Yeah, there you go. Because uh, I have a problem, he says. We don't do these very often, because it's tough to come across new anime that uh, is, is worth kind of spending a whole episode on. Talking so was, about, yeah. Yeah, it was nice to... Nice to have one. Um, what'd you guys yeah. think? You guys enjoyed it? I was so good, dude. It I'm was just very, it was an eight out of 10. Yeah. This is like, I don't now, know. That, I, I wish we just did this. Or an eight out no, of 10? No, that, that is not an anime eight out of 10. That is a regular, normal yeah. thing yeah, eight out know. of 10. That, that's what yeah. makes this special. It, it is not used on the anime curve. It is graded on normal artistic quality. Yeah, I was kind of sitting at like a seven and a half, but I can, I can get down with an eight too. Yeah, I can swing that. It's not the greatest thing I've ever seen, but it is just really good and was no, really it's, enjoyable. It's very solid for a lot it's of different perfect. reasons, which we're gonna you know break down a lot of them here. Um, so, right now, uh, yeah, and you know what? we don't have to go episode by episode because I don't want to. No, do that no, for I, I think that's. Episodes. No, I just want to talk silly. about it. I just want to freeform, just start talking about it. So well, Jay, because you know the most, why don't you just kind of give us a look into what these twelve episodes contained and and maybe oh yeah, yeah, a little bit about the right off, universe. Sure. Right off the bat, it is very, it it used the game's cyberpunk universe more than the tabletop RPGs. Obviously, that's fine and makes a lot of sense. There was a lot of, I I believe cyberpunk, the board game came out in like the 90s. It's very old. Just so you know, this was also backed by Project Red. So like yeah, yeah, that yeah. probably exactly. is the reason the, why it's based no. on 27. Well, they bought the intellectual property to Cyberpunk, oh. the board game. Oh, I had no idea. So they own it all. Wow, okay. Um, just like how they bought uh, the rights to Ooh, The Witcher but when they wow. made The Witchers. Oh, 88, damn, even earlier than I thought. Jesus, but, um, all right. Yeah, so, so that just seems to be CD Projekt Red's kind of game plan. They'll, they'll completely buy out an intellectual property so they can use it forever. I mean, uh, like smart. they did with The Witcher. Yeah, no, yeah, it's just I, it, it makes works sense. when it's something that obscure, but still kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's more of the games version rather than the the '88 version, obviously, because a lot of things have changed since 1988 and people's perceptions of the future. But one thing that has stayed completely the same is that they did a very good job of keeping the overall tonal message of any piece of cyberpunk, which is that. Uh, society doesn't crumble when 
poor people do stuff you don't want them to do. It crumbles when rich people get to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. That that's really yeah. that's really at the core of any piece of cyberpunk because in any piece of cyberpunk it's it's almost basically just anarchist fan fiction in the sense that uh, the establishment is a capitalist hellhole nightmare. Yes, yeah, and ANCAP. anyone who opposes it is automatically good, even if they do evil stuff to destroy it. And that's always been sort of the uh, the the setting for which the stories get told in a cyberpunk universe, even if it's not cyberpunk, if it's like Shadowrun or any one of the other like spiritual successors. I mean, that, that so just seems did... like more ANCAP sci-fi than like, you know, I don't know if I would call that general anarchist sci-fi. No, no, no. As in, they're, the cyberpunks are anarchists. The The establishments are really more authoritarian capitalists than anything because they're not... They're, they're, cyberpunk, I would actually say specifically, doesn't has way more of a authoritarian establishment in the world of Night City or any other megalopolis uh, because there's always at least one or maybe two or three uh, megacorps that just control everything. Well, yeah, agree there, but like that that kind of like megacorp shit that that's literally just like a part of the anarchist capitalist mindset. Yeah, yeah, like that's just I, I like that it, is their no, ethos. I, I get it. I think in this case they're using other imagery that isn't specifically ANCAP, but it, it doesn't really matter. All that matters is that you want to you live in a society that is so disgustingly broken that you would rather burn it down than try to fix it, and that's. Oh yeah, that's the core of it's it. It's entirely they, uh, selfish. <laughs> yeah, they they do a good job of that with uh, David and his mom, uh, yep. which is the introduction to the world. Yep. He's a little kid. He's his mom is busting her hump for her kid so that he can go to a good school and make his way in the world the proper way. Although right off the bat, you already hear a little bit of difference because the proper way for him is to go to a Arasaka. Uh, what is it? Academy? Yeah, I think it, so. It, 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 he's literally going to like Walmart University. Oh yeah, it's literally owned by a company. Um, straight yeah. up and down. Actually, it's owned by the number one military provider. And I use the military in the loosest sense of the word because we've never been shown that there is a government at all here. Again, there is part none. of the reason why it's an ANCAP thing. So like yeah, yeah. yeah, when they keep referencing like military grade, and it's like, well, military normally implies there's a state. There is no state here. Arasaka's uh, like yeah. the closest thing in the Militech or whatever the second they one is. talk about they talk about military because there was a military. Um part of the backstory mm. of Cyberpunk specifically is that um there were uh corporation wars, uh, also called corpo wars or something like that. But the basic idea is that at a certain point, there was a government in charge of the United States, uh, but they had lost all of their power and agency to the corporations that makes until sense. the corporations got so powerful that they didn't break out into civil war against the government. They just broke out into civil war against each other. Sure. And they had so much power and pull that they were drafting people and or you know hiring people as mercenaries for their wars. At that point, the concept of an overall like national government just ceased to exist. There are pieces of them still left around in the cops, and, and we do see those. There, there is technically a local police force. That is true. There is a police force. That is force. not owned by a corporation. However, they are so inept, so underfunded, and so completely incapable of dealing with the issue, they're, they just get mowed down by anyone. 
and they have no power. All they do is basically walk around the street and try to shoot people who try to kill them, and then they usually lose. Yeah, right. Actually, lose so desperately, too, that, like, anyone above just literally a normal schlup can kill them. So, like, any actual conflict we see is with someone that's, like, kitted out of their minds or literally kitted out of their minds and has psychosis. Uh, and I guess that's pretty much the only two options. So, like, yeah, whenever they're psychosis up, too, they just immediately have to call in uh, Max Tech or whatever they call them. Um, Max Tech, yeah. Yeah, Max Tech. And, like, even whenever they aren't out of their minds, the cops will be like, uh, yeah, these guys are psychosis. Call them Max Tech. So, like, I don't know why the cops even show up to work. It's very goofy. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't, th- I don't, I don't think the they, that. they don't, you have to think of them as basically just a rival corporation at this point. Yeah, I think that makes um, sense. I'm not 100% sure whether or not Max Tech has a direct connection to the cops. I don't believe they have a direct connection to a, to a uh, uh, megacorp. I don't think they except do. Except no. maybe Militech, but... they If they do, this show doesn't explicitly say that Max Tech is connected to one of the companies we know. Militech does have connections to um, the old concept of national government. So it says... It, it, it says here on the cyberpunk wiki, so take it for what you will, but it's like, you know, all loosely based on that Max Tac, sometimes referred to as Max Tac or NCPD Psycho Squad, they're a specialized subgroup of the Night City Police Department. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they are they are actually like uh cops. Yeah. They are not. So they're basically, think, they're basically they're like the SWAT. SWAT team. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. essentially what I liken them to. But yes. That's what So they do be. have enough money and power to put together Max Tech at the very least. Yeah, but they're they're but specially they, trained yeah. for cyber psychosis, so they don't get deployed just like SWAT doesn't unless you know it's called for. Right, right. Yeah. All right. So yeah, and, and they're not and they're not owned and operated no. by some some other corporation. Yeah. So that that's fine. There, there's a lot of stuff like that where there will be old pieces, but the real important bit is that they still operate like a megacorp, even if they are technically the closest thing to like a national government peacekeeping force that still exists. So. Um, yeah, they, they did the setting real well. It helps put it in there. Um, it it helped really ground you with the, the main character, David, because uh, it helped you develop sympathy, not only for his status in his um, you know, socioeconomic status, but also the socioeconomic status of his mom and really introduced one of the core concepts of any capitalist hellhole, which is a complete lack of social mobility. Um, but, uh, as much as they will, his mom genuinely believes that she can give him a better life. Uh, yeah. basically the overall concept of the show is that such a thing is not possible and that mega corps and their goons are just the new aristocracy because yeah, they have, I mean... they have complete control over who is deemed valuable, who has access to resources to learn, grow and develop, and because of the way cyberware works, uh, you can literally pay your way to being a genius, uh, superstar athlete, anything. Yep. So I mean, this is like a core anyone theme. with. Oh yeah, well this is this is in all of the spiritual successors that Cyberpunk has spawned later on. RoboCop, um, uh, what do they call it? Fucking goddamn it! The one with the replicants and oh, Decker's um, got to find him. Damn it! Um, 
God I swear, damn it. My, my inability Harrison to remember Ford, things. Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yes, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Thank my you. inability Jesus. to remember things is like a fucking cancer infection. Yeah. <laughs> when I can't remember a name, everyone else forgets it instantly. Yeah. Blade Runner. <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. Blade Runner so, is also cyberpunk. Yeah. And the basic idea is that after a while, you know, ca- capitalism is all about developing value through commodifications and, you know, global economies. And right. eventually they just get to the point where you can commodify every aspect of humanity. So, and that's not good. Well, so, uh, you know, yeah. we've heard a lot of really glorious and uplifting stuff about the show. Do you want to hear from some people that uh, actually don't like this show? I do actually. That would be okay. very entertaining. So I went. I mean, on to... I have things that I know I could complain about. Well, here, we'll let's do there. this first because then we'll do what actual criticism looks like. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so um, I'm on Mal, my favorite uh, website ever, full of Ooh, only very go. intelligent I mean, listen, people. Listen, this was uncensored, so they better not have a problem with it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so many people it have wasn't, a problem. It with wasn't it. a Chinese dub, and it's uncensored. So I literally don't know <laughs> what more Netflix could have given. Oh these my people. god. Well, who are they going to be racist against this time? <laughs> so, before we read these, I want to uh, I want to make sure people are aware of this because this is new to me at least. Um, Mal moved away from just like an upvote downvote kind of system for their uh, their like voting, and now mm. what it sorts by is the most voted in general. But you vote with like emotes. So, for instance, Yeesh. you can vote with like nice thumbs up or like a heart or funny, like all emotes, right? I hate it. Okay. So, yeah, it's not great, um, but I get kind of... I, I actually, give it I don't 23 Nico Nico knees. <laughs> well, so the first comment actually <laughs> likes it, right? And, like, right. it's basically saying, you know, it's full of action and full of motion and stuff like that. So, like, you know, it's the animation's great. It's Studio Trigger, whatever. Characters are uh, not easy stereotypes to people like us, yada, yada. So, like, genuinely, the first top comment actually praising it 10 out of 10, literally. Every comment after that, for I think the next eight are all contrarians do not recommend this <laughs> that's amazing and i can't tell if they're being upvoted um like brought to the top because people agree or because they think these people are actual idiots the I, first i'm gonna two, i'm gonna call a shot right now and say their biggest problem with it is that it spits in the face of conservative ideology and that's just gonna make them buck mad all right mike you want one too i've already read some i won't guess oh i know i have no idea why these people would that, that's the only logical thing either that or they're mad that it was too like american and not what and not uh eastern uh, they're mad okay that you get one second season uh <laughs> oh, that <laughs> would be sick that would actually I, be killer four out of I ten don't think, no second i don't season. think if they were mad about that they would hit it with the doesn't recommend <laughs> well, no yeah. no that don't. i i believe the insanity <laughs> i, I want to believe there's no more uh, no, I, 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 I mean, it's it's Mal, so they're not going to be mad about the lolly, which, by the way, is like bizarre conversation to have. Yes, that is also weird. But here, because you know it's what? Just, just not a lolly at all. So now I don't yeah, get it. But I whatever. Agree. well, yeah. let, let's read we'll talk some. about that. So, yeah, let's, let's hit, hit me with the first one. Hit me with the first. one. <clears throat> well, this is technically number two. This is yeah, the first like yeah, bad. Yeah, right, right, right. OK, he understood. So. I never played Cyberpunk 2077, so I have an unbiased opinion about the franchise okay, so going into this show. So do I. Oh, yeah, so they're do I. mad that the games Hold were on, bad? No, no, no. no. This, is, this guy's me. I've never played Cyberpunk Yeah, and me. I've never played it either. I've never. You're so right. I, I literally have done nothing. So, Jay, this guy's I you. did. I'm okay. biased. Got okay. it. Okay. All right. Okay. So all right, all right. Ready? What did Characters. I uh-huh. Five out of ten. Five. With his, okay. <laughs> with his short and as bloody as this show is, it's hard to make people uh, you care deeply about. 
God, I knew. Yeah, it. you're right. Yeah, no second season. Idiots. Um, it's hard to make people you care deeply about, aside from one or two main characters, and the rest false. are just along for the ride. Okay, false. If we had 12 episodes with more time to feel for the cast. Two more episodes, you're right. Yeah, two totally. 40 more minutes. You're right, you're right. Uh, a couple more episodes of Adam Smasher ripping somebody a new asshole. You know, that really would have improved the character development. Again, I'm not, so far, I'm not wrong about them wanting another season. No, so far, you, you, you aced it. Okay, great. Uh, I feel the emotional payoffs would be much higher. Art, 10 out of 10. Okay. I don't need to explain too much into this. Studio Trigger puts their souls in anything they create. The visuals are colorful, and the action is hot. Uh, I actually want to call attention to this one real quick. I think the animation, although it's absolutely gorgeous and I really enjoyed myself, it does get confusing at times. It has its oh, problems. Oh, no. It genuinely has Tr- its problems. Because it, it's it is, yeah. It is the new generation yeah. of over animation mm-hmm. to. We're, we're kind of like almost back to jump cuts again. Yeah, a little bit. Um, uh, ba- basically, all high level animation for action now is jump cuts and smear frames, and I, I'm getting pretty fucking nauseated with well, it. I'm for what it's done. worth, I still did enjoy the the animation a lot. No, no, the it's art. Just, but I would not uh, put the art at a ten out of ten. The animation, I wouldn't put it at the, a ten out of ten. I just wouldn't. The other thing, the other thing I would say was that there were a lot of times where it did look like a completely different set of people were animating certain things. Oh, I'm not like, good enough to notice that. Th- there were very many times in the middle of action scenes where people's outlines and general like color yeah. uh, templates or and color, what do you call it, palettes? Yeah, yeah. Would just change, mm-hmm. like a bunch of times. It, it's it was very very strange. Um, now knowing what I know, thing. knowing what I know about anime production, it's actually very likely that that's true uh, because. From what I understand of anime production, a lot of animes don't actually have very different budgets. Instead, what they do is they do the feast or famine route where they churn out garbage for a while and literally stockpile money. And then what they do is they hire outside help. So basically, they'll, they'll be like, oh, Studio Trigger, uh, what's the budget for this new movie? $20 million. Oh, what's the budget for Cyberpunk Edgers? $20 million. What's the budget for... Inferno Cup, $20 million. And it's like, uh, one of these is way more expensive than the other two, and one of them is dirt fucking cheap. And like that's kind of how they roll. Uh, for example, One Punch Man Season 1 was oh, yeah. notorious for basically being made by like eight different like high-level people <laughs> from eight different high-level um, uh, production studios. studios. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is also gorgeous. Um, no, and, and that's why, and that's what I'm yeah. saying is that like this is clearly another one of those instances where I highly doubt that Trigger was in charge of every single one of these fight scenes, as a, because they couldn't have been and still finished. Yeah, probably not. Um, oh, hey, Cyberpunk 2077 is being developed using the Red Engine Four. That is by... about the game. Oh yeah, this is about the game, man. Yeah, you you oh, silly yeah. producer you all right so 2077 the, get out it's, it's all right it's the one all thing right. i want to set up though with this art comment and this is the real reason why i brought it up specifically um mm-hmm. there's a theme in these comments that i've seen so far that it seems like what they're angry about is that it isn't anime like this it sounds like yeah. it's drawn like japanese anime obviously it's, it's trigger so it looks the way it does but like the story and the characters and the dialogue they do not sound like anime 
Um, they don't read the same way. The tropes are different. Oh, I got you. So, yeah. and I think okay, that's so, what's happened. So, what here I, is said I think the they latched onto the only Japanese thing here, which is Studio Trigger. Um, yeah, and I, I could be wrong. So, it's literally what I said the second time, which is uh, that they're mad that it's not that it's not Eastern enough. Oh, I missed that. So, one. so no, yeah, I basically so like it. A lot of people, I think, know this, and I think we've even said it before, but. Anime's overuse of tropes is not considered a bug. It's considered (laughs) a feature. (laughs) Yeah, it's absolutely a feature. (laughs) The fact that most of the characters are cookie-cutter people, um, that's considered, like, a good thing. The fact that they have, like, single, like, words to describe people's entire personalities, arcs, and achievements is, like, considered a good thing. Like uh, like a Sundaray. Yeah, yeah, all those names, yeah. it's, It's crazy... That you would be like, oh, I, I I know what that is. That's a sundere, and I'm like, I'm watching like an action movie, and I'm like, oh, that's the that's the damsel in distress. You know, like we have the same sorts of tropes. Oh, absolutely. It's just for some reason, in uh, anime, they're like held up as these high levels of of character development when they're literally a crutch. But I, I, whatever. So I, honestly, we don't need to read any more of these comments unless you read something funny. But I, I definitely understand where that's going. They're like, I don't understand why everyone was like, they they wouldn't like the characters because they didn't fit the tropes that they only understand. Well, and that's, okay, and that's basically what I'm driving towards is the characters, the story, all this stuff. Um, here, I'm going to read another line that kind of yeah. builds to what we're saying here. This is like their total rating, four out of 10. <laughs> anyway, nice. the ending reminded me of another show, Akame Ga Kill. I don't know that one. I, I actually I, do. Oh, Okay. Um, and it's another great example of how too much killing can leave a show spiraling down until it crashes at the end. Reeling could have been a seven or an eight if the finale was written better. And that, to me, shows a fundamental misunderstanding of what is supposed to be happening here. Yeah, yeah. Like They literally don't get the point. Yep. Yeah, literally they do not understand what they're watching. And that's, for the record, I think this is a good point to point this out. That's okay. You're allowed to not understand. I, I often well, struggle with things like, like this. Uh, it takes talking I, them out for me. This goes back to my classic, like, uninspired brain off shit. Like, if you walk up to me and tell me that you don't like something because your brain was off, I don't, don't, what do you want from me? I I do. This is, I I just, I think this is different because let's say I put my mom down in front of this. She's being set up to think that this character is going to succeed. That's like what we do. We always do, like, you know, the hero of the, you know, the hero many faces, right? Maybe, but and when, I, the problem with what you're going with your analogy, this is not your mom in that this person has watched a lot of anime and has found this problem in, and specifically named Akame Ga Kill to have this problem. Which means well, this is Akame Ga Kill good? I also yeah, don't think she wouldn't it. get it, and yeah. Game of Thrones was the most popular fucking show in pop culture history yeah. and did that exact thing in season one. Yeah. Okay. That's a solid counter argument. I do think she would get it. Yeah, I really I mean, do. I'm not for the record. I'm not saying she wouldn't understand the idea. No, I think that it might I, just I, take I, some like talking it out or something. I you know? don't. I no? think she would get it. I think okay. she might not be able to narrow down some of the other deeper themes, and I get that. But I think that people want to believe that um, there there is like there is like an understanding you have to have when it's really the opposite. Artists p- 
painstakingly create these worlds with the intended purpose of you understanding the point yeah, right. in as subtle and unconscious a way as possible. And they have a lot of tools to do that. And even if you don't get or like cyberpunk, the theme was not delivered to you by someone sitting down in front of the camera and saying, and this is why capitalism is bad. They probably wouldn't like it then because it was annoying, not because they didn't get it. I don't think that anybody who watched this and didn't like it didn't get it. They didn't like it because it didn't give them what they wanted. And what well, they wanted yeah. was think... a happy ending, a happy character, right. and a world that they want to live in. And that's never been the point of cyberpunk. It's the opposite. It's, it's a dystopia. The, yes, it's the exact opposite. Like the, it's like people being like, I want to live in the world of Futurama. Could you no. imagine? <laughs> could you imagine if everyone from their party died except for the two main characters, and they both made it to the moon? I would actually be pretty fucking angry if that was the case. I would also be mad. And like, you know I, what? <laughs> she gets to the moon, and it is a tourist trap, and it's yes. nothing that she wanted, and yep. it's even more fucking depressing. Yeah, it's like you you just can't escape. You know, um, there is so yeah, no agreed. escape. They own the fucking moon. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, here, I'm going to just do a couple more of these because some of these are pretty good to me. Um, yeah. <clears throat> let's see here. Uh, so much potential, so much disappointment. Plot just feels like every generic cyberpunk trope, but without the purpose they originally had. Opposite oh. of Arcane. Arcane made me care. Opposite about of Arcane? I know. I don't even know what that means. Like, I what was like, the point of Arcane, brother? I, <laughs> like, oh yeah, Arcane had a happy ending too, didn't these it? Are, these are the people who will be like, I loved Arcane. I'm like, oh, what did you like about it? Oh, the fucking pretty. music video where Imagine Dragons was in there. I'm like, I, I hate you. No, I hate here's you. The thing, here's the thing with Arcane is you were given a cast of characters that exist inside of... Uh, you know, a video game that you all know are probably going to live. So that's what they were happy with, is that even though it was a sad ending, all their cool League of Legends characters got to live, and so they didn't really care well, about what the point of yeah, it was. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, Jinx and they... Vi are alive. Like, that's great. If Jinx or Vi had died, everyone would have hated Arcane. I absolutely guarantee it. Oh, no. E even if it was the exact same reasons and themes. Yeah. Like, when that bomb hits, and it turns out in Season 2, like, people in that room died, oh, they'll be pissed. Yeah. They'll be very pissed. I, yeah, I, again, I don't think it's that they didn't get it. I think it's that they didn't want to get it. Arcane understood that they had to toe the line of making a good story about characters with development and, and beginnings and endings and payoffs, and then have scenes where your favorite action figure slaps your other favorite action figure in the face for two minutes while an Imagine Dragons uh, track plays. <laughs> I, I they, they, need, they need their promo reel for the next fucking League update. I agree. I, I think that these people walked in hoping it would be an anime because the new Studio Trigger was doing it, and it didn't meet their expectations. And as a result, they were like, "Well, this is shit." Well, yeah. Which, and for the record, they were disappointed I think is, because it's Studio Trigger showed that they have the talent and understanding to yes. deliver the theme, story, and property that isn't expressly yes. theirs and doesn't expressly appeal to what they would probably generally like. Yeah, you know what? We should take a moment for this because Trigger has like, you know, eight. they are very talented, but the stories they make have a checkered past. But the art, they have expressed it appropriately here. Um, yeah. And like, I 
I think it's a in a marvelous win for Trigger, even with the you know the the very frankly small problems we were talking about earlier about like you know the palettes changing and like the action getting a little confusing at times. I just don't give a shit because this is clearly them no. flexing and they can they can do it. They've proved it they is can a, do it. it. That is a tiny little so like, small. Uh, almost like it's like when you go back and watch uh, early two thousands movies and they're like, oh man. This transition period when everyone started using CGI, but they weren't very good at it. Ooh, it, it never looks great. Even in movies that you like, you just got to yeah, kind of yeah. move past it. And, and that's kind of what I'm, I'm at here is that like right now, the trend in anime, this particular brand of Sakuga that everyone's going for are these like mushy, smeary, super, super quick frames of like rapid, rapid movement that you can almost barely follow. And it's supposed to look chaotic and intense and, you know, get your blood pumping. And I get it, but um, it I, it doesn't do it for me. And, yeah, I just need to, yeah. It's fine. I just need us all to get over that now. I mean, that's fine. Whatever. Like, again, this is this is us frankly quibbling about this. Like, well, yeah. In the, it's a very, so, very shallow critique that, frankly, doesn't do much of anything to ruin the show. Not It's just all. one of these things that I, I really just level against anime overall and not even really this one because it did this about as good as I think I can tolerate you well, know, let's th- go their back particular to, brand of action. Let, let's, go, let's go back to some stuff that is clearly wrong about the anime as according <sighs> okay. to our good friend Cyblogs <laughs> here. But this is the last time. Are you sure? I have some really bang like some like if just, you're only giving give me, me one more, give I, me the best of the worst. Okay, this one. Really oh wait, shit! Out. We're gonna get sued. It, who's best of the worst? R- really? I, I don't Red know what this is. Red Letter Media, Red Letter Media, the entire oh. like format that no. we just See, flat that's out stole for this. So you show? guys, you'll reference Red Letter Media. I don't think I've seen one of their videos. Motherfucker, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm hundred percent serious. I don't think I've seen one. Hold up the fuck. Hold I the brought fuck this up before. You, too. you don't get to read this next comment. Oh, but when it's you so just good. You're gonna get so angry. Egregious. Ethan, JW and I so are gonna angry. finish this podcast. Go watch Red Letter Media right now. I'm going to dump fucking videos on your ass. (laughs) I'm not a joke. I've brought this up on the podcast before. And clearly you guys didn't hear it before. Yeah, well, I didn't. Yeah, clearly I didn't hear it. While Jay was having a rant, an ableist rant, you probably just heard it in there. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to have a fucking another one, man. And you don't watch that goddamn show. (laughs) All right, I'll pick out a nice... (laughs) (laughs) I'll pick out a good one and then we'll watch it. I'll watch it, whatever. Anyway. Um, Well, let me read you this last one because I think you guys are going to love it. <clears throat> Akame got kill wannabe a completely pointless story doesn't catch Damn. the watcher at all now it's a wannabe and, I know. and a pointless story uh, my guy's like one of the most expensive and well animated animes of this year is a wannabe of a fucking like <laughs> yeah. sign and trash heap uh, that came out 10 years ago yep damn Be- bro they still salty about a comic a kill <laughs> Before the halfway point into the show, I literally could already tell how the show was going to end. With only 10 episodes, they want you to be invested in these characters that they don't even give you a chance to like or just think about. Besides Rebecca, I love her. Oh, my God. She has the... She has no arc. (laughs) She has no development. All she does is scream and curse and ask stupid questions. She is the C-3PO of the fucking show. Now, it's fine. A lot of shows need that character. She is comic relief, and she is there to be the fish out of water, ironically, 
to ask dumb questions about what's going on so another character who knows what's going on can explain it to you, the viewer. There, She has no fucking character. I know. Yeah, it's well, so fucking it, goofy. Even, she reminds me more than not even the C-3PO, but the... um. The one from, I guess, Rogue One, like the uh, the big, uh, the the yeah uh, yeah oh, the sassy because one or whatever. he had like, he had like a quirky personality, but he didn't have an arc in the story. He was still just a robot, but you got like yeah. a little bit of humor. Honestly, out of him. not even true. That robot had more of an arc. No, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. didn't not, he have like a his arc is that arc. he had, well not really no, his arc is that he's painted black <laughs> and therefore <laughs> looks evil, but at the end he was a good guy. You kind of knew that the whole time, but he he sacrificed himself. Like no, it's no, not an yeah, arc, but he does have one thing that he does. Rebecca doesn't fucking do anything. Well, the the only thing that she does except I, die. No, I will. Oop. I will stick up for this. She she helps. Um, you know, she's the only one that David can currently trust to make sure he gets juiced at the right times, and then yeah, is, but is making sure that he gets to Lucy. Now, I'm not saying that's a lot. But she does no, do I, something. It's not really like character progressing, I, but at the end of the anime, it's like basically David and then her because well, Kiwi, yeah. Kiwi has her own arc that's happening. So Kiwi the, has I mean, an arc. The, the only one with less of an arc than Rebecca, I guess, would have to be Falco or whatever his name is, played by Matt Mercer, the driver. Yeah, Falco oh, yeah. less. Yeah. Yeah, Falco's like very episodes. low. Yeah, but he, like, that's a, the thing is Rebecca's in a lot solo. of episodes. He's the like, Han Solo. He's only there to deliver the line, I got a bad feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so nobody's fucking to, simping for him. Uh, to just know. give you the rundown real quick on the rest of this person's, uh, on the just, just as more proof, the rest of this review. Story is a 2 out of 10. Music is an 8 out of 10. Refuses to comment further about what that music is at all. Just the OP up. and end credits. That's it. Yep. That's just just the music. Eight out of ten. No comment. Um, because that fucking opening 10. song is. is <laughs> I'm still my beloved. No, that that opening song was 100% produced by the same team who did the music for Cyberpunk 2077, and it is pretty good. I don't like it as much as some of the other stuff in 2077, but uh, 2077 had wonderful fucking music. Okay. Yeah. I, again, I we're unbiased, uh, Mike and I, because we haven't played it. So you know that fact. That, Honestly, that helps us here. It's so good that you've probably maybe even heard one or two of the songs used elsewhere. I do believe that. Um, I kind of expect cyberpunk songs to be good. So well, it kind of better I, be. I I don't know why that's a given, but. I don't know. I guess I just not want necessarily. To be good. This could have been the most anime fucking song of all time. It it kind of was a little bit, but it, it it at least felt like it was made by someone who makes music and not cranks out the same fucking pop top hits that last for a week on the charts, and then they take the artist out back and shoot her. Right, right, but like, th- you know, let me, let me wrap up our let let me wrap up here our uh, our reviewer because he has or they have some very important things to say uh, because. He's, this person says, besides that I actually enjoyed the outer shell of the show, I'm, you know, plus one for boobs. Uh, and then also says, ending, zero. Ruined what it had going for me. To be honest, I'm so tired of the cliche Akame endings that everyone thinks makes a good story or anime. You Literally, think no a, one thinks that. Think, no one thinks that. You think Akame is the bar? That everything else is copying off of? Are you yeah. serious? Apparently, this literally thinks, this person literally thinks that all other anime are copying Akame. I don't, I literally can't think of another anime that ends in a downturn like this. Do, do you know of any? 
Well, yeah, like comma get kill. <laughs> oh fuck! Ah. Like I, it's it's like no, no. Okay, it, actually, don't you understand? A comic a kill invented the concept of an unhappy ending. I mean, yeah. maybe that's actually the game we're well, playing here. To right? this, to this dumbass, yeah, it's true because right, they it, don't go outside and they've never experienced anything in their fucking life. Like, but what that's did, how did, limited. Go ahead. What go did ahead. what did these people? What what did this person want? From this ending, for everyone, was it just a happy ending? Was it just you? Defeat I think the it's Torpo a happy ending, and then you like, or yes, or is it one of those I, ones where like he fights off Adam Smasher, who like in the lore is obviously super powerful, but like, oh yeah, he he beats up uh, Adam Smasher, and then now he's looking to take on the actual like you know, and it looks up to the to the you know the building, and then yeah, he, he Mr. Akirasa or whatever, yeah, and they're like oh, I'm coming Arasaka. for you next. It's yeah, it. I think next. I don't. I <laughs> he's doubt getting John Arasaka himself, season two bait. Yeah, I yeah. genuinely doubt that Project Red did this on purpose, but choosing Trigger was pretty much the best version of what they were going to do they could possibly like pull Probably. off, right? Because like, uh, Trigger is like the quintessential hero of like a million or whatever faces, right? Like, yeah, yeah. it's in the, the fact that these people weren't given that payoff, I think it's exactly the reason why they're so pissed here. That the only version no, that, that they that understand is. of a show is that it has to have a happy ending. Like the fact yeah. that this person right here is like everyone's copying a Kame endings. People I, to this what? fucking it, day don't believe that Gurren Logan has an unhappy ending. Yeah, yeah, to that's true. To this isn't fucking it? day, people don't believe that. Well, yeah, we're all, we also talked about it a lot. Like people not understanding what Cowboy Bebop was actually about. Now, to this day, like it's. People don't think Cowboy Bebop had an unhappy yeah, it ending. Doesn't, it doesn't make any. It's because that's not what they want from it, and so yeah, exactly. They want the hype. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so just to let's let's wrap out our reviewer here, uh, Mike. You asked what he wanted out of this show. Does he tell Would me? Would you like Did to know? Me? Yeah, please. I think he does. he's going to rewrite caps. it here. Let's go. All caps. Rebecca carried the show to me. We'll never forget her. Uh, Reviewer rating four out of ten. I I hate this person. The man thinking he doesn't even think with his dick. He thinks with his fucking porn search history. Like I, <laughs> yes. listen, I enjoyed Rebecca as a character, but I understood yeah, what fine. her character was. Like I wasn't expecting that much out of her. We didn't get that much out of her, but she wasn't, yeah. you know, a lolly, you know, idol like porn idol. She was just a foul mouthed small person <laughs> that died in the end. Okay, great. Like that was it. To, I mean, to be the. So we'll just address this now. Fucking Rebecca is fine. First yeah, of all, fine. I want to go back to that like a legendary conversation, that legendary call where CD Projekt Red was like, hey, we, we're not so perfectly comfortable with Rebecca in the show. We don't feel like children necessarily have a place in these stories. And they and wait, they what? Kind of, this like, really happened up. or what? Yeah. Yeah. They Whoa, said okay. that they didn't they didn't feel comfortable with with, with Rebecca's design uh, specifically around her age. And her um, and her sexual nature, and they were like, we we feel like this is just a little bit uncomfortable. We wanted to talk about it, and they say in this call, they said the response from Trigger was the lolly stays. Oh, this. Is oh, that. I thought you were joking. I need to establish. No, I need to establish something. This character is not a lolly. No, not, not at, at all. all. No, not at all. Either I... that, either that, or they did redesign her, because there are definitely times where she is. She changes heights a lot. When she first shows up, she is just short. You know, in the bar where uh, uh, David's using his Sandevistan to steal from Tanaka, and he's supposed to be trying to like hijack his car, and uh, Rebecca's like, "Oh, she's gonna she's gonna come in and run the defensive play, which is like hit on him aggressively." 
And she walks in. She's like maybe a foot shorter than him. She bumps into him. They do. She does like the fakest possible fucking meet cute, but occupies attention. She does his job. And then at the end, she's like, ha ha, check it. I distracted him by rubbing his dick. And I'm like, okay, I get it. This, I, there, there is nothing wrong with this character. Someone who uses sex to like run D Run, run D, run defense <laughs> while like and distract somebody. Yeah, yeah. But then doesn't fuck him. Doesn't really do anything crazy. It's just a distraction, and he doesn't take her up. And she probably wouldn't have done anything even if he did. Like that's perfect. That's fine. That's a woman who's in control of her own sexual agency. That is not like that. This was not like a sexy scene. I was not like attracted to this person. They were just like doing something pretty sleazy. But it, it's fine. You know what I mean? Like this was not a scene where I'm like, oh, I'm in love with Rebecca. She's so no, she hot. Was just, she was just like that a was not, person like running yeah, she, a crime. I don't know. Yeah, she's doing a crime. She's she's like fucking uh, what's her face from uh, Batman Three, uh, Catwoman, where she like she's in the she's in the bar and she just like beats a bunch of people up and then when the cops come in, she switches immediately to like screaming, crying woman who's in, in over her head mode, just to get the cops to walk past her. Like that. That's that. She she understands that as a woman who is being sexually explicit, there's th- some things she can do and some things she can get away with, and she is expressly using that to her advantage right now, but it's her advantage. It's not anyone else's. She, no one else is, like, making her do it. No one else is telling her she has to do it better or sexier or harder. No well, one's true. telling her yeah. how to fucking live her goddamn life. She is an independent fucking woman who does what she fucking wants. Good. So She's just I'll, short. I don't and wears disagree. a jacket on purpose where it looks like she doesn't wear pants because she doesn't wear pants because she's fucking chromed up to the gills and basically doesn't have a fucking body anymore. So I I don't think I disagree with much of that, but I or not even I, I read her as a lolly. Why are you guys saying she isn't? I, I'm not saying I'm like right necessarily. Honest, I'm just surprised. Lolly to... to me has more to do with the personality of a child. Yep. Yeah. So besides the, so I was just reading up on it, um, and they had a problem. No, she's not redesigned, Jay. So what they what they okay. had a problem with was that she looked like a child, but then it said that they kind of went out of their way to show that she wasn't a child by what she did, the way she acted, and even in the English dub, kind of the way she sounded. So I okay. didn't read her as Lolly because of all of those things. Lolly okay. to me is not just someone that necessarily looks long. Like there are a lot of times where that is it, and you can tell it's a Lolly character from ten thousand miles away. But you stack her up against like any one of the other Lollies from any other anime, and you're gonna pick her out of the crowd because even though she looks like a Lolly, I to me it felt like she wasn't going to be, and then she completely wasn't. Like all of her demeanor, like what Jay just said, none of that was Lolly like. She didn't she didn't act like a Lolly because that wasn't her trope. She was just Rebecca, who happened to be short. So other than just kind of looking like it, as soon as we got into the storyline, I was like, oh, I, like, I forgot about this conversation completely. You know what? A hundred percent honest. Okay, That's I how much see I it. know that she's not a lolly, because otherwise I would have remembered the going, oh, yeah, Frick, Trigger wanted to <laughs> say the lolly must stay. Totally forgot about it, because I didn't even think there was a lolly in this. So, okay, yeah. uh, you know, I think the reason why I read her as lolly is that is mostly just because she was short, but I, I think it was because... Actually, I think it was because she was short and because I walked into this thinking I'm watching anime for the pod. 
But now that well, you yeah, say it, yeah. she's more just like a Jinx character, which I would never, ever yeah, think no of Jinx no as a lolly. No one's calling Jinx as a right. lolly. Yeah. Exactly. Never in right. my life. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, that's clear, a fair point. Lolly, lolly is all about... It's also like the difference between panty shots and like other kinds of shots, where it's like lolly is is distinctively based on the exploitative nature. Yeah. You know, you... The, it's not even just that you have a kid. It's not even the fact that you have a kid that is like sexual. The issue is when you have a kid that is sexual and the entire purpose of this sexual child character is for the for the audience to be sexually attracted to this character, like their fan service. Like so you got like Leon the professional is is literally a lolly story mm-hmm. about a guy who falls in love with like a 14 year old girl. That's yeah. lolly shit. The point of the story is for you, through the vision of Leon, to be attracted to an underage girl. It's lolly shit. Now, as opposed to that, think about like, uh, I don't know, like Game of Thrones stuff, where the characters are supposed to be younger than you would think they should be for the relationship that they're getting into. Not lolly shit. I'm not meant to be attracted to like fucking uh, Rhaenyra's young actor or Daenerys's actress when they're th- technically physically too young to be having sex. You know what I mean? Sure. The camera does not treat them as a sexual object when they're underage. Even if other characters in the show are treating them like a sexual object, the character generally doesn't. Pretty much never. And like, and it's disgusting if it does. Yeah. Oh yeah, like that's so, that's the point of this. The producer made a pretty good point that I like. It's in the Discord. I want to drag it to. Is there's a scene where uh, our main character opens the door and she's in her bra and panties and like puts a gun to his head. Um, and I can't believe we have to have this discussion, but it's just par for the course of the anime. Is that um, he pointed out that this would have been a panty shot if she was a lolly. Yeah. And honestly, I don't think he's wrong. And yeah, that's no, like they, a huge bummer we even it, have to say that. Because it's shot, it's shot from above. Yeah, like, for the most part, they just treated like everyone, like even even when there's a scene where like, he, I mean, not on the lolly character, but just like the female nudity in this in general. We didn't get any cyberdong shots. It's a little frustrating, you know? Yeah, that, that was a bummer. I, I wanted um, a cyberdong yeah, shot. But every, every other nude scene, for the most part, like quote unquote nude scene, besides like the first one with the dot, I have a funny story about that, but was mostly just treated as like, that's just like, everyday life like no one was just like you know trying to be you know like when kiwi walks out naked they start talking shop i mean that's it they don't have to they don't harp on it they just you know kept rolling with it because it was part of the story rather than being the quote-unquote plot of the story which is women with breasts and oh my god they're exposed hooray you know yeah and this is, this i mean is once, just another yeah. version of that is that she was a quote-unquote lolly but she just stood there held a gun at him they had a conversation and he left and that was it they didn't. They didn't try to hang on the fact that she was, you know, a small girl in in her underwear. That's yeah, true. The, honestly, the nudity in this show is not sexy. Yeah, I, I was gonna say the same too. thing, dude. There's actually a startlingly lack of sex for a cyberpunk yeah. thing. Well, like, and I think that's an important feature mm-hmm. because it it really has to tie into the lovelessness of the society and the world that they yeah, live yeah. In. you can't get what you David, want. Yeah, David and his main love interest live together and presumably have sex. They still couldn't be further apart emotionally. Yeah. yeah. Like they, they literally are not sit around in a nude. good, healthy, or happy relationship. Yeah. Fucking didn't change that. Everything yep. and everyone is unobtainable. <laughs> like, I, yeah. Unobtainable. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Wow. Happiness is unobtainable. Yeah. I mean, and, that's the thing. That That's actually, we should dwell on this for a moment. There's 
there are a lot of people in the comments in these reviews talking about how like these characters aren't acting like they should and it's like yeah that's kind of the fucking point dude <laughs> like because like if you wanted to just they could have gone to the moon at any moment like they didn't need that last payday never once yeah. did they say just our last payday these no. characters are who they are they can't be anything else other than what they are like the hustle is their only form of life. Yeah, which is how so we like, get, like, David's super sad story. Exactly. If that wasn't the case, yes. he'd end up doing, like, some sort of Darling in the Frank stuff or whatever, where, like, you know, you try to have the two main characters end up with what they wanted, even if everyone else died. But yeah. that's a not everyone, everyone has his same story. Yeah. That's, that's the point. Like, they, they uh, arc, but in ways <clears throat> that it's not, like, satisfying for them as people, but it should be to you, even if it's sad. Like, everyone had their arc, you knew where it was going to go, but when it ended, even though it was sad, it should still be satisfying. You should be okay with yeah. it, because that's what the character was meant to be. If you if you all of a sudden, like, just whiplashed right at the end for each character, it wouldn't make any sense. And it's not more or less sad if they survived and became content. Because one of the one of the wrong ways that you could interpret this is that it was his ambition that killed him. It was literally his ambition that got him killed... But we already see in all of the other characters what a lack of ambition gets you, and it's the exact same thing. Right, yeah. <clears throat> they chase down um, uh, the Ripper Doc. The Ripper Doc is, I think, the, the, the perfect character for this because he does the same thing every day, and he is supposedly the voice of reason of cyberpsychosis, telling you, like, hey, chill out. Calm down. Slow yeah, down. Back, dude. Maybe don't do that. Yeah, no, maybe no matter, no matter, maybe take no some of this off for a bit. He goes, literally, if you don't stop, you're going to go insane and die. Yeah. And he's yep. like, yeah. now I can take it. It's like, oh my God. He's special. Yeah. yeah. But more importantly, that character is still not happy. Yeah. Yes. Oh, he that is character correct. does yeah. not have a good deal. No. He still sits in a miserable little shithole, ripping people apart putting gear on them they can't handle and signing their fucking death And you know warrants. what? He's he not doesn't even, like it. It's not even honorable. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Pig yet, but like, that's the setup where, okay, Pig's great for the record. Yeah. Um, but like, he's not even Nick Cage in that movie where you have an honorable man that is trying to live his life and is wronged or something like that. Right. He's trying to help other people see that you can live the way you want to live and have it be no. okay. Like, yeah, that's not the, the doctor. Yeah, it's the exact opposite. Like, even the doctor yeah. who's sage doesn't get what he wants and like, his life sucks. <laughs> well, that's the irony of his advice yes. because- Yep. Yeah. Every everyone who listened to it would still be miserable. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't listen to it will still be miserable. Yeah. He cannot improve his own situation. He's objectively wrong. He's objectively unhappy. He will die, same as everyone else, in some cyber psychosis incident. He'll just be the one getting killed rather than rather than the psycho. Or, you know, someone will take attention to him and kill him for something that they want from him. You know what I mean? Like yeah, right. When, when, uh, when David started going a little fucking ape shit and started choking him out against the wall, that could be it one day. Yeah. He's just going to die to one of his patients, and that's it. That's going to be the end of him. That's he will I, never have anything. That's why as weird of a scene it was when they opened up with David going to the dock, and he's just sitting there getting jerked off using VR and like a... Yeah. Yeah. But like it made sense because that's just his life. He's just in the middle yep. of his shop getting jerked off because yep. it's the only thing he can feel, and right. there's just nothing else he can gain or lose from this world. He's just, he's just there. He's just existing until he doesn't. I exist. also, <clears throat> I also appreciate that they make it abundantly clear that even in these little like fucking VR things, they're not that good. Yeah, 
Um, uh, They they say it with the moon (laughs) thing too, where it's like, oh, wow, this one's really good. You can feel the sun. Yeah. Like, most oh, of them, you don't. It's just like it's just like a slideshow playing in your head. It's like, it's like not even really that good. Yeah. The the sex thing that he's going through, like he's not even really getting that much out of it. Probably. No, probably no, not. It's mostly that, just you know. sucking him off. <laughs> that's it. I will say. Yeah, yeah, um, but like he probably doesn't feel it like that much. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's just it's so even more it. mechanical. Yep. Even the thing that he like basically lives for now, it's just <laughs> not even that good. Do Do we actually see any two people fuck in the show? Now that I think about it. No, only no. in that brain dance do you see anybody fuck. Wait, which which brain dance do they fuck? The the one the 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 ripper dog. Oh, oh yeah, getting okay, fucked. Like that. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. That's the only. Time. Okay, but like no no, no two it. people that are real. No, no. I don't no. think we ever see that. No, because that's no. you know that's, that's fucking it. cool, dude. That's like fucking is gone. Great. Fucking is dead. Yeah, yeah, it is great. Well, like it, it, these it are exists, the lot of Jay was right. Like it exists, but like the the two main characters were so emotionally distanced that it didn't matter. Like they did it, but like to what. To what gain, I guess. And they know? were so cybered up that it yeah. didn't matter. Yeah. Was, like, they, they're, just, they're, they just do it now almost out of habit, I yeah. guess. You know? Their like, bodies now mean nothing to them. They have a small emotional connection, but they've been just ruining it. So, yeah. it does, like, it's all dying. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. This was, it was a lot of fun because it was sad, you know? Not, not just because it was a sad story, but... I do enjoy that that's, you know, we got to watch the arcs of the characters. So, I mean, we'll yeah. talk about how much we like it, but let's go back and forth. So, we enjoyed oh, yeah, a lot yeah. of that. What, uh, Jay, name, name like a small gripe you have with a show that doesn't include like, so, the arc. Well, mm. honestly, it, it's just tied directly to my called shot. And I think it's a big conversation. But um, okay, great. one thing that I don't think they establish very well enough is that... Um, one, that the Corpo people treat each other just as shittily as they treat everyone else. Um, there is an arc of a character in the show that I think is very important that should have been for, for dealing with this, and that's um, the guy with the four eyes, the three eyes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 The guy I, like played, I, forget the guy, I forget his name. The guy played by Gus from Breaking Bad. Yeah, I was going to say, I, dude, I thought it was him. Yep. It, I, no, I love that yeah. guy's voice. Oh, oh my it, God. It, he only does that one voice. but It's it was so funny. good, though. <laughs> what yeah, the Gian, fuck? Giancarlo Esposito, he's so yeah. awesome. He's no. like the, he does um, an, he does an amazing job yeah. with that voice. Well, I too. mean, and recently, like even in video game, didn't he play? Was it in the new Far Cry? Yeah, a Far Cry. Yeah, yes, Far he Cry was the main like, bad he just, guy in a Far he Cry. He has that. He has that delivery that makes you believe he's at the very best. He's like an anti-hero or a man just yeah. out for what he wants. And at the he very has worst, a chilling delivery. Yeah. Oh, it's and, so good. Yeah. Another yeah, voice actor sure. I love, and I don't remember the guy's name, is the. He always plays the president on Rick and Morty, Rick and Morty, and he like he does a million voice acting things. Yeah, and I I just he has another one of those deliveries where it's just always powerful. Like as soon as you hear him, you know it's it's him. He's like Mark yeah. Hamill, you know. You're just oh, like yeah. God the, the, damn, the, this guy's the, the, good. The character's name is Faraday. I just remembered. Faraday. Oh, Faraday. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on. Yeah. Sorry, we can keep talking about yeah. Faraday. But uh, yeah. anyway, so so the point point of this character is that he is a fixer. And if you don't know uh, the backstory of fixers, basically fixers are like they're the upper middle class. They are as close to rich and powerful as you can get without without being being born into the world of the aristocracy. And as such, his entire purpose in life is to get there. 
He wants to make it same as David, only his version of make it is to join Arasaka. And one of the ways that he's important as a character is that he's supposed to be a foil to David, not just in that they're both trying to make it, but that uh, Faraday specifically is trying to make it in the exact same twisted way that his that David's mother wanted for him. David's mother wanted David as a child to join Arasaka Academy so that he would be one of the Arasaka people. He would get brought into Arasaka. He would be a corpo. He would climb the ladder and he would have the only version of a legitimate life that you could have in Night City being a corporate lackey. Obviously, that was a stupid fucking idea and it was never going to work anyway. And she's dumb. But that's the purpose of that character. Faraday sure. believes something similar. It's just that he has theoretically more in, uh, realistic ways of getting it. He thinks that if he does enough fixer jobs, does a good enough job and becomes indispensable to the corp, uh, the, to the corporation he works for, they'll have to give him something. Yeah. Right. And he's, he's, he's just dead fucking wrong, yeah. but he <laughs> has to have that belief in his head or else he just would have shot himself. Yeah, I mean, because that's that's like true for all the characters, right? Like, they that, all that's have the to believe that the work will pay off. And that's what these people who don't like the character progressions don't understand. The reason the world is bleak is because the only way any of their character motivations make sense is if what they are doing is the only viable option. David yeah. does what he does because legitimately dying to Adam Smasher is probably the best and most reputable and most like made it thing he can ever hope to have. Yeah. I mean, that's, ever. that's literally dying what all as the a cyber psycho is literally an achievement. Literally. Yes. Like I doing, um, there's a line where one of the characters, I don't remember who says it, but, um, I think it was the guy with the big fist, like his mentor, like main, Maine, Maine, thank you. I think Maine might have said it, where it's like, you have to go chase that dream of, like, not being known while you're alive, but, like, the going out is how you're known. Yeah. Like, that's no, the no, way. No, 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 no. That was, um, that that was, was the that doctor. Was Lucy. No, it was Lucy oh, that was said Lucy. that. They were yeah. on the Should, rooftop, yeah. and she said, how you make it as a runner is not by what you do when you live, It's but it's by how you die. That's what okay. she says. Yeah. That's because she was coming through with her confession that she didn't want him to become a runner because she didn't want to see him die because that's literally what happens. Like you become, yeah. you, you know, you get addicted to what you're doing, too much matter, whatever it is, you just end up dead chasing a dream that you can't achieve. But at this point, it's kind of like sunk cost fallacy for all these guys. Mm -hmm. They've sunk so much into trying to achieve their dream in the one way they think is right that they literally cannot turn back no matter yeah. what evidence is presented to them otherwise, which is which is exciting, you know, even though no matter how depressing it is, it's exciting to see that because I didn't want to get David like flipping the script and taking Lucy to the moon. It would have just been boring as hell. But the fact yes. that you're right. Like, it's also not something that he wanted and it's not even something that she wants. Right, yeah. It doesn't matter. It, it, yeah. The only thing that matters is having the power to do something. And the second you get the power to do something, there only, there's only a couple things to do. Right. And that's one of them's make money. And then everything you do with that power to make money sends you even further down the hole. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if anyone else has anything they want to talk about, we can just talk about cyberpsychosis right now. Yeah, you know what? We need to knock that out. Let's do that. Because cyberpsychosis is two things. <clears throat> one, it is a medical condition 
that is classic in cyberpunk and other adjacent uh, concepts, which is that replacing your body with cybernetics uh, causes your own immune system to reject them. As a result, you have to take immunosuppressants so that your body doesn't reject your cybernetic implants and you don't die. Reasonable. Cyberpsychosis is supposed to be a sort of like a, uh, an, I don't know what it's called, like a failsafe, but the reverse kind of failsafe, like an inevitability. Yes. Where no matter how many immunosuppressants you take, cybernetics also take a a toll on your mind. Yeah, they take like a piece of your soul, right? <clears throat> well, sometimes Met- in these games, literally. Yeah. But no. So this is one of the things that I talked about when I did my called shot, which is that one of the core themes of cyberpunk is that cyberpsychosis isn't real. However, I thought I made it clear that it's a very, very, very subtle theme. Nobody in the world will ever say that cyberpsychosis is not real. They can't. They see it happen. They know what Max Tech is. They know what Max Tech is for. And honestly, they've probably known somebody who either experienced cyberpsychosis and like turned away from it or just went full psycho. Hmm. What's it? What, okay. then, and what I said last time was that the reason it's not real is because cyberpsychosis is just a misdiagnosis of PTSD. It is PTSD, but what they're misplacing is the trauma. The trauma is not having too many cybernetics. The trauma is what you do with those cybernetics once you get them. And there is evidence of this all over the place. Um, People don't put in a piece of cybernetic and then start to go crazy. They have to take more immunosuppressants. But what actually happens is that if they back off, they can stave off, quote unquote, cyberpsychosis. But what does that have to do with taking cybernetics out of your body? If, if David had followed the recommendation of the guy, what good would have come to his life? He would have stopped making money. Fine. He might have enough to live on. He could sit around in his apartment and fuck his girlfriend or they could do what they said they were going to do, go to the moon, have a relationship, actually be human beings. But what does that have to do with having cybernetics in your body? Really nothing. So either cyberpsychosis is just a number and that you eventually hit, which I think is dumb, or it's the fact that every single time you get a piece of cybernetics, you get a piece of power. And every time you get a piece of power, the only thing you can do with that power is use it to give yourself more gain. You can yeah, I, I mean, you use can it go, to like take things from others. If right? somebody gives you a cybernetic that lets you jump higher, the only thing you can do with that is use your ability to jump higher to make money and establish more of your own place in society. Get more money, get more products, get more things so that you can try to buy happiness. But every time you get more money, you then say, oh, I'm going to set a bunch of this money aside and buy more cybernetics so I can make more money, have more power and do more things. This is the cycle that leads you to cyberpsychosis. It is not anything that you get. It is something that you inevitably do. 
It is the end game where you put on a piece of cybernetics so fucking powerful that you murder eight people in the blink of a fucking eye. That takes a toll on the human brain. Well, I, I think they kind of hint. I, so for the record, they I, do. I, they do hint at that, but they are very, very subtle about it. Oh, I thought you meant when you were saying that it was subtle. I thought you were saying cyberpunk does it subtly, not the show we watched. They both do. Okay, because I was going to say in this show, there's that scene where he kills the mother that he doesn't want to kill. And he mm-hmm. gets like absolutely, and he was already PTSD ridden, riddled before. Yeah. But that's like the true moment where things are breaking and, down for and him. And what is his hallucination? Her head splitting open and it guns. being full of guns. Yeah, right. Being, being more full, cyberpunk. The, his horrible nightmare is that somebody in front of him has more power than him. Yeah. They literally yeah. manifest Goddamn more thing. cybernetics than he can have. Yeah. That is the scariest thing he can fucking imagine. Damn, that's every single shit, person every person walking around could be more powerful than him and they could take everything from him. Yeah. That is what he fears most of all and that is why he continues to get cybernetics because that is the one thing that can't happen. Damn. All Everything right. hey, he has is built on the power that he gets from those cybernetics. And that's what everyone else can do. That's and what Arasaka does best. To think that I liked this show before, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I, that, I already walked in enjoying myself. That is always... That's one of the themes that I have loved about cyberpunk. And I... Like, we can debate it now if you want, but I think it is in the show. And I think, in a way, they do it the best. Because they make it abundantly clear that every single character tells you that cyberpsychosis is real. We watch it physically happen. Well, sort of. Because I think you can debate that. Uh, actually, David never goes full cyberpsycho. Uh, so yes, not at all. He, he does not go full cyberpsycho. That's true. He gets Doesn't real it, fucking close, but he actually makes he? it through. Wait, does he get does close, he get close to going cyberpsycho? Or does he get close to dying from lack of immunosuppressants? Uh, I don't know how to rate well, this. I mean, well, like he does. Also, the would he have died if Adam Smasher didn't rip him to pieces? Okay, I don't think he would have died. Would he have gone crazy if he didn't rip him to pieces? Maybe. What up? Also, why is it that seeing his girlfriend might pull him out of cyberpsychosis? Yeah. If if it's a if it's just he put in too many microchips, that's not going to help. But it does, because. He's not having a medical reaction to cybernetics. He's having a mental reaction to the devastation that he can wreak in this world and the realization that he is objectively making the world a worse place for himself and everyone else. Damn. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah, like I said, it's it's a fucking hard one then to digest when you realize why cyberpunk is such an effective critique of capitalism, because that's a thing you can say a lot about people who are alive now. I don't want to talk that, about this topic anymore. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk yeah, about this topic that, anymore. That fucking hits rough, doesn't I don't, it? I don't like this anymore. This is this isn't. I, hey, I told you I was having fun this episode, and I don't yeah, like it anymore. Yeah. That hits fucking even, even, hard. Even finally climbed to the top of King Dakon, realized there was nowhere to go but down from here. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this episode anymore. 
Where, I don't where, like this oh, show. Wrong. Hold on, I'm gonna go leave him out. Fine. <laughs> That's fine. We can back off. That's fine. Excellent. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go next... on Mal and write some shit up right now. <laughs> the next thing to talk about then is the other characters that have other really cool stories. Um, Maine has a great story. I yeah. really liked Maine. I like. Um, I mean, I liked all of the characters in this show. I'm just gonna put yeah, that out there. There's not yeah, you know a what? single I character I oh. that I didn't like. I ranked them obviously some more than others for sure. sure but there sure. wasn't one character where I was like, ah, freaking, that's just so stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like at the very least, I respected their design and they did what they were supposed to do, and I yeah. enjoyed them being in there. I would never. I don't. I wouldn't remove a single character from this show. So I'll put that no. out there. But yes, I would love to go into the best characters and talk about them. And we can start with Maine. Yeah. That's great. Right. So, um, so Maine, yeah, obviously, is another foil to David in the sense that, well, you know, backwards, I guess. David's a foil to Maine. Wait. Maine. How, they're foil? Makes you it, don't mean like a parallel? A, sorry, a parallel. Yeah, yeah I was going to say my bad, my like bad, my the bad, exact my bad. same person. They are exactly the same. So, <laughs> okay. so the purpose of Maine is, one, to be the living legend that every single cyberpunk wants to be. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's Johnny Silverhand. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know from the Keanu games, Reeves. Johnny Silverhand's clan to fame was that he took two nuclear bombs and blew up Arasaka headquarters. Yep. Oh, it's fucking awesome. What the shit? It is pretty fucking awesome. Holy <laughs> shit, that's so yeah, cool. I was, I, was reading, oh I was reading up on this. There's a guy named Johnny Silverhand, and then there's like the super famous guy like yep. Mark yep. Blackhand or something. Or Yep. Yep, yeah, yep. Like so that. Like, um, he's like he, you know, he's Man, everyone's got what are, hands. They're, what are, they're what are called solos, I guess, which is just basically mm-hmm. a mercenary. And this uh, Mark guy uh, was the the solo. Very solo. importantly, also regarded as cyber psychos. Oh, okay, neat. Mm. In a way, so he's a legend because he took two nuclear bombs and blew up fucking Arasaka Tower. Yep. According to the games, and I don't believe this was in the original cyberpunk lore, but I do like the story. This is what happens to Johnny Silverhand immediately after that. He is captured by Arasaka. Yeah. He has his brain written into a digital prison where they make a copy of his soul where he can live in eternal torment. That's awesome, too. Great. Good. Um, and when he eventually is freed from that prison, uh, Arasaka Tower's back. Nothing he did had any wow. impact. Yeah, right. He murdered some people, but then, like, who cares? Yeah, he yeah. murdered a lot of people. Yep. Arasaka Tower ain't just a fucking skyscraper. <laughs> yeah, that's Arasaka fair. Tower is basically all of New York City built up <laughs> into the sky. Yeah, right. You okay, stack so he that murdered shit a lot vertical. of people, but, you know, obviously it's yeah. back. Point is, is that this is the legend. You know, this is the legend trope in cyberpunk. Maine is a fucking legend. He treats his people well. He has motive. He has reason. He's not just a killing machine. No, he isn't he's just right. a guy out in it for himself. He is trying to not just get power for himself, but get power for all the people like him. He is an idol. And he dies just like Johnny Silverhand. Because no matter how good your intentions are, you have to work for fixers. No matter yeah. how good your intentions are, fixers are going to do what fixers do and make you do awful shit. Yep. Right. If you don't do the awful shit that the fixers want you to do, they'll lie to you. 
You're and also not allowed to know that what you're, you're doing. doing. Something. Yeah, exactly. You're not. Yeah. yeah, they'll lie to you. They won't yep. tell you what you're doing, or they'll tell you something wrong, and then you'll end up doing something you didn't want to do. They'll continually only give you more money if you do more and more dangerous things that put you on corpo radar. In which point you get assassinated. The only way to move up in the world is to become noticed, and to be noticed is death. Because there are always corporations who are more powerful than you could ever hope to be. And they yep. are unassailable. Also, Fixers are your dad, but the fixers are little pissant pipsqueaks under the radar of corporations. Also, this is a good moment for a little bit of extra leftist theory and mention that part of the reason why you can't beat the companies is because all the cyberpunks are treating these people or treating these companies as just individuals. Also, not. because they're wired with corporate gear and well, nobody I mean, makes too. corporate gear better than the corporation. Right, yeah. It, it's I mean, sort of too. like <laughs> it, it, the, the corporations have the ability to subsume everything because they are in control of the very concept of making it. They are in control of all forms of power. So the only way to oppose them is to take what they give you. And they can always just take it back. Yeah, right. Or stop giving it to you. Doesn't matter. Anyway, but um, Maine's character is the idol. He does everything right that he can possibly do. And he looks out for his friends. Why does he go cyber psycho? If my theory of cyber psychosis is correct, it's not because he kept jacking, you know, more and more cybernetics into himself. It's because he kept taking crazier and crazier jobs from Faraday and not just crazier and crazier jobs, but jobs that he had less and less knowledge of, less and less control over and ones that he knew deep down were just going to get him and all of his friends killed. Because at the end of the day, no matter how much power he and his crew and his group had, he was still just a fixer's lackey and Faraday enjoyed putting him on jobs he didn't want to be on. Faraday wanted uh, uh, Maine and his crew to piss off Arasaka. Maine didn't want to do that, but he couldn't say no to the money, and he couldn't say no to the power, and he couldn't say no to the opportunity to shove something even tiny up Arasaka's ass, knowing full well that there was really only one possible outcome— Either he did it and they ignored him or he did it and they didn't ignore him. If they ignored him, he'd just do something worse next time. If they did it, if they did pay attention, he had to die. So that's what happens. He pisses off Arasaka. They kidnap Tanaka. He keeps telling himself that it's going to be different because they're only getting information out of his head. And lo and behold, it was the plan of Faraday this entire time to kill Tanaka putting them in an unwinnable situation and intentionally switching on his uh, insurance policy so that they would have to kill him. And then uh, that was it. Real quick, we didn't actually talk about Tanaka. It doesn't matter that much. He's just a rich Arasaka executive. But he's, he, he's an executive doesn't even... He's no one. <laughs> he is yeah, in I charge mean, of a fucking daycare. But yes. Yeah, he is at least... Yeah. The, the funny part is that I love how they talk about Tanaka at the actual higher ups, they're like, he's just important enough to be annoying. Yeah, exactly. They talk about Tanaka, and and I believe the only reason he is that way is because he has like a genetic lineage in the company. 
Uh, yes. Yeah. They I tried mean. to promote him out of the way and he's still causing issues. He, the, the reason he's important is because he knows the Cyberskeleton project exists. Yes, that is true. Yeah. That's the only reason that's why it. he matters. He has no control over it. He has no say in it. He doesn't know jack shit other than it's real. And he's trying to use what little fucking crumb of power he has to steal a child from his daycare and pray to God that it will survive being jacked into the cyberskeleton. He doesn't even get to do that plan. No, no, that doesn't even sucks. happen. Because he sucks. Because he sucks and he can't even get the fucking kid to come back. You know, another wonderful example, by the way, of how the storytelling in this is just better than so many of the anime we watch. Like, even mm-hmm. the good ones we watch, quote-unquote, the good ones. Because... That is a subtlety you would never be given in something lesser than this. No. Where no. you have a character that has a pursuit and he act like and that pursuit matters. It is it is helping to flesh out the story, but he does not succeed. In fact, he no. he extremely fails to the point where you could forget that that was even a scene that you were given. You have but the his information failure doesn't cost him his life. That's yeah. how important he is. That is exactly <laughs> yeah. how important he is. He's too important to die. He's not important enough to live. But they also never really like bring it up again that he was like, it comes up, I think like truly comes up twice. And it's the first time where Tanaka's like, get the kid to come back in because I want him for the skeleton. And then obviously the kid gets phone calls, but you're never reminded exactly of why those phone calls are happening. Um, And then way at the end, he's like, oh fuck, that's the reason why that guy was after me. Like, oh yeah, shit. And then that's it. That's the whole thing. Yeah. And the other great part is the reason... It doesn't it it doesn't not work because of what they do. It doesn't work because nobody cares. But uh, <laughs> a ma- female main character risks everyone's life and kills Tanaka all yes. so that she can delete the file about why he wants David. Yes. That's it. The Just thing. the idea that he was on Arasaka radar, she knows what it means. It's an inevitability that he'll either become more important and be, you know, like Maine, have paid attention to, or he'll have to stop. And he's not going to do that. So she it, tries to delete the file in some vain, pathetic attempt to protect him and ends up just speeding it up. Because Tanaka dies, Maine gets tagged. By Max Tech. That's true, yeah. Yeah, main and, and because, uh, his girlfriend, well, well, Doya, he, be, Specifically because Tanaka dies, uh, 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 the uh, insurance trauma, people come. Trauma gets called. Trauma, trauma yeah, gets called. Right. Because trauma gets called, Maine has to kill elements of trauma. Because he has to kill elements of trauma, Max Tech gets called. Yep. You're right, yeah. And there's nothing else and he can is, do after this that. This is also like... Um, also, he only goes full cyber psycho when his girlfriend dies. Speaking That's of... That's also true. Tanaka, well, he was... I mean, He was he already was on the... Basically um, there. You're right. Like, he was no, losing. He was getting the shakes. He was getting no, the no, shakes no, no, from no. medical... No, no, no. Yeah. Maine was... I mean, Maine shot Doya. No, no, no. Maine... Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was but, losing time. He was no, losing what I, what I mean, though, is like he is the, the better example of why this is PTSD because we first see him... Uh, like flashing back to when he was just a skinny dude running in the desert. Like yeah. we flash back to all of these things and it keeps going to oh, the yeah. desert. And like, that's where like his PTSD stays. Anytime he's not in the real world, it flashes to the desert and he just sees bits and pieces and it just what starts a... shooting. And it was so good. And I think yeah. this, they what a that wonderful fucking it shot. Was so awesome because you saw him just start degrading and then he shot Doria and then he like, 
basically came to enough out of his PTSD to know, like, ah, this is kind of yeah. the end of it for me, man. Like, that's it. Just yeah, just enough yeah. to learn what he did. Which, just yep. enough to sink lower. Yeah. 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 And Just I, enough you know, to wonder, have even more of a is, desire to lose why, more of his mind. Which is why David and, and him were, were definitely parallels, because both at the end, they kind of, even though maybe you can argue that David didn't go full psychosis, right at the end, he goes like, I don't care anyway, and then just smiles it, because, like, he knows, like, yes. this yep. is the, this is the peak he could achieve, and he basically did what Maine did, but maybe a little better because he got Lucy out of there where Maine killed Doria, and that's the only like he was that small of a percentage better than I guess Maine, but yeah. that's that was his finale. But before he, we before we get to anything else, he, I just he does to- go full cyber psycho. It's just not because of his cybernetics. Okay. The, the point, the real point, and that's why I love this flashback with the running, because there is no more perfect representation of the grind than yeah. a guy who looks like he's starving to death, running for no reason. In I the, wanted to in touch on this too. Yep. Okay. But, like but I, before, yeah. And when go, he go, says go keep running, that mental breakdown was going to happen whether he looked like that or not. Yeah. But and before we get into this, it sort of ties in. I just don't. I know we're gonna leave Tanaka because this character was, you know, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah. it was. But I also want to jump in. This is kind of a master class at what it's like for an anime to show and not tell. Yes. Like yeah. with yes. Tanaka, like Ethan, you were saying, like you kind of like forgot about it. But for me, like I knew they were they were. The guy was like, "Oh, we gotta get David back. He might be able to test the product." And they tried to call him, but then they just kind of they just kind of dropped it for good for like yeah. four episodes. But yeah, it you goes knew a while. In the back of your mind that it was still there. You're like, yeah, all right, yeah. well, that's like that's a smoking gun. Like they're gonna pay that off. But yep. what does that mean? It ends up being the pinnacle of what the show was. But they didn't like keep running that down our throat. They didn't yep. tell us about yep. what this thing was until like the last two episodes. And yep. then they showed and told us only for it to culminate in David's death. And that kind of happened with, you know, like with Maine, like they didn't tell us that. It, I mean, Jay's right. Like if you if you look at it, it definitely is like very PTSD, but they didn't really like explain what cyber psychosis was. They just showed it like I mean, they were like, oh, cyber psychosis, like, you know, you go crazy and you die. But that was just so very general. But then when they showed Maine, like going through it step by yeah. step, which was completely different from the first guy we saw who shot off Pilar's head, like which was a neat yeah. scene in and of itself, but we just see like a scene. mad guy peeing and blowing up a head. You're like, oh, so that's what cyber psychosis is. Yeah, that's, you don't see how he yeah, got there, right, so you, you assume it just happens. Yeah, you just yeah. assume like one day you just wake up and you're crazy. No, then they finally show. They don't oh. tell. They just show Maine going through everything, and it was such a wild ride, and it was so neat. And then to see what I wouldn't have liked is um, – David sees Maine going through all this and realizes he's going through cyberpsychosis and why he's going through cyberpsychosis. But because David has the trauma of like Maine dying because maybe he wasn't there to help or whatever, whatever, instead of like learning from from Maine's failures, he just copies Maine's path. Yes, which is yeah. which is sad, but also yeah. super cool because they you just realize that there isn't much to live for in this world. And so he was like, well, listen, I got to do what Maine was trying to do. And he just took up the mantle and just kept running like Maine asked him to. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, so and, cool. and, what, and what makes him go crazy, David, in the end, was the realization that he's not different than Maine yeah. and that he's not special. Yep. The thing that he had been telling himself, the development he thought he had yep. this entire show, oh. was that he was born special. He was meant to be able to accumulate enough power to finally get yep. out. Yep. 
he was the one. He was the chosen one who mm-hmm. was going to finally get enough cybernetics that he could be in control yeah, of his he, life. He put on the sandestine and he used it ten times without passing out. And people had said, "Well, you can't do that more than twice without dying." Yeah, and he yeah. did it. And he just basically like yeah. no one told him he was special. Like they he, told him like he That's is crazy. special. Yeah, but, but he's true. not he is special, special a little. He's, he's not he special. Is special. It do- it doesn't matter how special he is. Yeah, he not, could have been. He could be the next Adam Smasher. He could be better than Adam Smasher. What would it have changed? Right. Yeah. Nothing. I mean, Adam Smasher is still not even living a good life. Dude just well, sits and around. This is and this call, is the like, other. This is the other tor- cornerstone of cyberpsychosis isn't real. Why isn't Adam Smasher a cyberpsycho? Trick question. Because he, he likes is it. a cyberpsycho. Okay. He he is a cyberpsycho. He is a psychopath. Oh yeah, he fucking likes it. Yeah, he doesn't he have the PTSD. He likes it. Yeah. The reason he has PTSD, he's a PTSD machine. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he's functional? Mm-hmm. No. He just had when he goes crazy, instead of saying keep running or I'm going to save my girlfriend, he says I'm going to fight the strongest thing I can find. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> That's true. That's it. <laughs> yeah. This is a person saying like I I'm not an alcoholic, I can stop whenever I want. Bull fucking shit. Right. Just because you're functional doesn't mean you don't have it. He has it. Yeah. He doesn't even take immunoblockers. Because well, well, I, I, I would. Well, he probably that. does, but why well, would? Yeah, yeah, but also, like, I mean, he's is he? What part of him is like? I mean, at the end, they say like he's literally <clears throat> no flesh. Like they go, oh no, oh, yeah, Lord, yeah, no flesh. So like, what about him? So obviously, it's not General Grievous, where like he has lungs. But what about him? Is still his old so, self. Is it like objectively a brain? Yeah. It's okay. probably just brain. Yeah. Okay. That, yeah, theoretically, that. theoretically, nothing. Is it just like a download of his personality that just kind of one remembers? Of, one of the yes. Okay. One of the other theories about Adam Smasher is that he is also a victim of of um, oh god, I forget the name of it. I just remember Makoshi, but um, he he had the same mm. thing done to him that uh, that Johnny Silverhand did, which is that he had his very soul ripped oh, out of okay. his body gotcha. and okay. put into a robot that the reason he's not he doesn't have cyber psychosis is because there's no humanity there's no immune system left to reject anything right yeah yeah okay if you put if there's not even a brain in that jar yeah. he's just a robot yeah. with the unfortunate personality of a murderous like asshole yeah an actual but psychopath <laughs> i think at the end of the day that's I don't like that explanation, one, no. because it doesn't fit my theory, no. but also more importantly because it doesn't fit the themes. I think it's far more important to the themes that's, that Adam Smasher be the pinnacle of a cyberpunk. Well, yeah. Yep. And because it establishes that no matter what you do, you'll never be better than him. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I found while reading the wiki like before this and kind of like during this. is that Because you have morals. Yeah. Adam Smasher was there during the um, during the, the Ar- Arasaka explosion, and he was like basically, according to the wiki, jumping at like Mark Blackwater or whatever. They were about to yeah. fight, and Mark is like unknown whereabouts kind of deal. But Adam, at the end, Arasaka was like, "Listen, you either like die now, or we make you like basically full machine." And he was like, "Okay." And the only reason that like he sticks around with them is just kind of like, "Hey, you guys kept me from dying, so I'll be a bodyguard." Yes. But other than that, I just want to kill. Like, that's what I wanted to do before this. And now that I'm stronger, I just want to keep doing it. So I guess I'll hang around kind of deal. And so um, I, that, I like it. I, I yeah. agree. I like it that he still is a person in there because it just makes more sense. 
and it feels his humanity makes it worse. Yes, exactly. What what's left of him is the one thing that you would wish was replaced by a robot. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) Yep. How much he fucking enjoys killing is the one thing you wish would be a little bit more soulless. Oh man. No, that's the one thing he fucking kept. Yeah. uh, Also, he's he's the boogeyman. (laughs) He's uh, yeah. he is objectively he is objectively the most powerful being. He has the best Arasaka cybernetics. He not only has access to the best cyber cybernetics. I love that when he's fighting David, he fucking rips off the grav generators yeah. just to watch his fucking legs break. Yeah, he's like, you can't even Be- stand without your gravity training wheels. I was like, ah, that's so good. That is that is. Fucked. <laughs> that, and what, the, what, that, that literally paints a picture of him in the R&D department and I, and I, telling yeah, other yeah, people yeah. that they're fucking stupid <laughs> well, no, but for, make, for not making him better, quote unquote. But that's literally, but that's literally what he did there is that yeah. they were like, oh, shit, the girl in Arasaka Tower, I don't know if we ever learned her name, but she's like kind of manipulating Faraday, whatever, or like in Cahoots with Faraday. But she's like, oh, we, we got this so that uh, he can so that Adam Smasher can wear it. He might as well destroy it. And she's like, so what do you think? And he's like, it's absolute garbage, basically. He's yeah, like, he is, hates this it. This is trash. <laughs> <laughs> the, what is this? this is like, he this is wrecks like, it on purpose. Someone, he's basically, so he's like a TI, like, you know, 4080. And they're like yeah. trying to give him like DDR3 RAM. They're like, what do you think of this? And he's like, I, what are you talking? I literally am wearing better than that right now. How are well, you helping? Yeah, me? he's not wearing better than that. He... He is a fucking tactical murdering genius. Like, that's what makes it so much better. That's why he's the perfect cyberpunk or the perfect fixer or the perfect Arasaka goon. He, he's the only person on the planet who is actually indispensable to Arasaka. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yep. No, that's he's true. the only person who can say no. And he never will. <laughs> he never will because he loves it. Yep. Uh, it's so... And which, he'll live and, fucking forever. And he was That's in true it too. just for like an episode. He's like over 170 years yeah. old. He was he was in it for an episode and a half or like an episode. And I just genuinely was like, how did people not like have time for these characters enough? Because like in an episode, I came to respect the character of Adam. Like obviously I hate him, but that's how I'm supposed to feel about Adam Smasher. Like fear him and hate him. But it derives so much of that from me in a way because he just came in and just started ripping David apart. You're right. He's like stupid training wheels and just ripped him piece by piece. He's like, you think you're special? You think, oh, oh, uh, he said... You think you're special because you're scrappy? And I love that because that's what a lot of like shonen characters are is that like, you know, they have the will to fight and they like go around. And he's like, no, absolutely <laughs> you not. Think that's, you <laughs> think that matters? Let me show you how much it matters. Exactly. Let me rip your fucking feet off oh. and we'll see how much it matters. Power of friendship your way out of this one. Oh my God. It was so funny. Yeah. I mean, that's another, like, another. I, I know we've like beat this horse, but I really want to just beat it again. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm sexually into this. Um, I'm into it. Knew it. It's another example of how this is just clearly not the story that the anime people wanted to see. No. You know, well, like they just I, I, they, they wanted probably it to be like that Adam Smasher a little bit better. And I will say that actually Adam Smasher in this show gets more character development and personality than he does in the game. Cool. I'm I think okay he with is that. actually. I think he is actually used very poorly in the game. Yeah, I, I can see that. And not just because you kill him in the game. No, no, no. But I, I, I get it to a point where, you know, 
you got the big boogeyman. But like in this, they they never that. they never established just, why he's I so scary. I just like that. Okay, I'm so I'm gonna just a quick. Tangent. Also, I don't know if you guys realize this, but he's head of security. Yeah, no, I, I wait. What? About that. I, yeah, no, I did that, not. That, that's, that's like that's, that's like the joke of Adam Smasher. He's head of security. He's head of security oh, and like the personal great. bodyguard to like the main guy. But yeah, he's head of yeah. security. Because who else would you put head of security? Who would you put? Above he, that he is guy? he is the yeah, personal I mean, bodyguard to Yorinobu Arasaka, yep. and he is never in the same fucking room as that man. Yep, That's <laughs> he fucking not, awesome. He is not head of security. He is not anybody's fucking. He is not fucking bodyguard. He is a killing machine. Oh my god! He doesn't do either of those things. Uh, it's so it's so fantastic. But I love it. So I just want to just quick touch on some some moments that I found like funny like nothing nothing in the show like super stood out to me but there were a couple of moments and mm-hmm. in the last episode the f- well, the funniest moment in that episode and and for a couple of episodes had been she was like we got to call adam smasher and the one guy was like what the amount of time it'll take him to get here and she's like he's all right here and he's just sitting menacingly but nicely on a couch <laughs> like he's just chilling in the corner yeah, like nobody yeah. noticed him he's just hanging yeah, out the, that couch the idea that that couch wind. would survive him <laughs> The couch, much like all of his opponents, is unworthy. It's just like the world's greatest killing machine. He's just casually, oh, uh, is that me? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'll well, you know him. why he can yeah, sneak in there, right? Why? Not only does he have Send Devastan's shit. Oh, yeah. yeah I need he, that. He it's also has full appear. cloaking technology. Oh, that's so cool. He can, he can literally oh, go like Predator Invisible. Uh, oh, well, they didn't do it in here. It's not as cool. Yeah. But he, he, yeah. He, has, he has everything. Also, you know, what's so funny about this is we've spent so much time talking about the show. He can show, sneak like, into your fucking house and only pick off your fucking toenail if he wants to. <laughs> not that he will, but, but you he, know, could. he could. <laughs> <laughs> like, we, we've spent so much time talking about like the, the metaphors of this show and how good they are. And we don't even talk about stuff like... The, the cool scenes that happen, like the gigak shit, right? Like whenever well, yeah. uh, there's a like a last okay. scene where he uh, MC is fighting Adam Smasher, and like Adam Smasher, I by the way I love this scene because our MC gets like distracted. Adam Smasher just shoots him in the torso, and yeah. like our MC loses his shit, right? Like he's beginning to like do the psychosis or whatever. He right? shoots him in the torso and says he can't get distracted. Yeah, though, like do you have time for distraction? You think you think. You think you could take your fucking eyes off me for a fucking are second? Are you, you insane? Like, who the <laughs> fuck do you think you are? I just shot you for fun. But uh, uh, I just love the like the San is it San Deeston San 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 Devastan San Devastan. Okay, so the Sandy scene after that is just great. Right. It's like a lot of fun to watch. Sandusky, um, Ohio. Oh my god. Yeah, the, the, the Sandusky, <laughs> Ohio is the best. You know. Uh, I anyway, don't watch I, a Sandusky scene. I would take it. Also, a real a real upgrade both in the games and in the uh, in the original tabletop. Oh, that's cool. I but just I, also, I guess the yeah 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 yeah. yeah. No, I was gonna say uh, the the only other like funny moment to me, and then we can talk about either what I, I don't know whatever, it's just fun. But the only other funny bit to me that I kind of openly laughed about was the first time that uh, Maine slapped David because it just looked like it looked like it was animated so awkwardly it was yeah, when he yeah. was like david was like oh yeah by the way my name's david and it's just a quick cut to main like gently slapping him he's like who asked you <laughs> and it like cuts to something totally different but it was just it was so jarring they they tried to do it a couple other times and i just don't think it works as well but that first time he was like who asked you he just like gently slaps him with his giant hand across his face yeah, yeah. but like imagine being the dumbass him. Imagine being the dumbass who thinks those characters didn't get enough d- development, or or you it's didn't, so you couldn't goofy. fall in love with them. Yeah, it's like so even goofy. even even so, like 
Doria didn't get a ton of time. Uh, you know, Rebecca didn't get a ton of time. Didn't really have an arc. But I still got. Well, they to love know the them. shit out of Rebecca. But yeah, yeah. yeah but exactly. what, I, what I mean is, like, I still got to know them. Even even Pilar, like the even the, Pilar. Yeah, like the, all. Well, of this is why sense. he is just why dances Trump's, weird. That's his yeah, only personality just, trait. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, sorry, that was the other funny scene when she's like, "Oh, he's so fast, you can't do anything with that." He drops all the beer bottles. And goes, "What'd you say?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is for the record, this is like one of the exact reasons where tropes are acceptable because you stack up a character, you get to know them very quickly, and those characters, although they're not actually like that well defined, serve plot points, they serve story points, they flesh out your world in ways that you can understand very quickly. That's acceptable. There's nothing explicitly wrong with that, particularly because the story and the plot are fun here. There's no point in putting like a 10 different tropes into one anime show and then all we're given out of it is that they really enjoy tea time. What the fuck is the point? Like by giving yeah. us like six probably six-ish characters that are so just cute. tropes. But like, you know, they're all they are, they're just tropes, but they establish the world in a concrete way for us. We get to see how the trope interacts with the world. That's what's yeah. valuable to giving us the, these the tropes. The purpose of the trope is to serve the themes. The purpose of the themes are to serve the story. The purpose of the story is to deliver a message. Yeah. If you don't have all of these things in perfect order, it becomes confusing or boring or annoying. If yeah. you don't understand why Rebecca is there, she's a fucking annoying-ass goddamn character. Yeah. If you don't understand why Pilar is the one who dies... To make Rebecca lose it even yeah. more, and because uh, he was like the comic relief of the group. When mm-hmm. you kill the comic relief, you understand what that does. You understand why you did it. Why it, he who died. Right. And and just to go over the last character, I think that's worth talking about the traitor lady. Uh, I forget her name. The, the one who betrays them. Oh, Kiwi. Rita. <clears throat> Kiwi. Kiwi. Yeah. Kiwi is a net runner. Um, yes. And if you don't know, it wasn't abundantly clear from the show, the purpose of a Netrunner is that the internet does actually exist in VR capability um, for no particular reason. I However, mean, just, it's, it's a good way of describing it. There so are people through the, perp, through, the, um, through the actions of cybernetics wiring directly into their brain, they can basically project their consciousness onto this VR version of the web which allows them to use their own brain's natural processing power to use technology. Um, This is the only way to do that. Everyone else has to do it the normal way. They get like heads-up displays, keyboards, mice, you know, like whatever. Uh, You can interact with the internet, information, uh, technology, all that stuff manually. Jacking yourself in just gives you a way faster, way more reliable, and disturbingly useful connection to it at the cost of using your own fucking uh, body as a goddamn heat sink. The reason they have to go into ice and be naked is because it's sexy. The reason, actual reason, is because when they go in there, one, they have to shut down their brain and all their other processes. And two, uh, their brain literally starts to overheat from doing more than they should be able to do. And if they don't stay cool, they will just die. Um, There are chairs that allow you to do this with a little bit more precision and a little bit more safety. Uh, But the crazy people are... uh, So, just to be clear, this came out in 88, and the internet was still new. 
and the entire yeah, joke yeah. of net running is that people are basically as good as the people who developed the internet at understanding the internet combined with the fact that another thing that I love about cyberpunk is that uh, the AI revolution happened and it caused a data blackout when they attacked everybody. And also more importantly, um, they are now hidden behind a thing called the black wall, which I don't think they actually said by name in the show. No, Um, but they talked about how like the old net died. Is that the same thing? No, no. So the okay. old net dying was killed by the AIs. And I guess they still sort of live there, if you want to call it that. But really, so remember in the the the, the female main character's backstory is that she was basically trained uh, to go past a firewall and then get killed by AIs? That firewall is the black wall. Oh, interesting. Okay. Um, And basically, they're just doing trial by fire. Anyone who can kind of pick up any of there's very valuable stuff in there. There's old world data, lost data, lost technology, you know, lots of stuff in there. Also, the AIs themselves have continued to iterate. They are completely, um, uh, they have achieved singularity and the AIs beyond the black wall are more powerful than any hacker could ever be. Uh, which means that if they ever escape, everyone will die. Uh, so the black wall is just like a hard fucking like disconnect from that, from that net. You can establish tiny little connections and tiny little holes and send people in as long as you fucking close them behind them and get them out very nicely. Um, there's a bunch of AIs in uh, 2077 as well. But um, one thing that I like about the black wall is that it establishes that, and, and, and net running in general, is that there was already this precedent for the human soul being able to be condensed into data uh, because that is effectively what happens every time you net run. And net runners are known for being like having their own kind of psychosis in the sense that they lose touch with reality because being in a, a deep dive is like more real than real kind of thing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is all just backstory for Kiwi, who uh, she is extremely like disjointed. Uh, she talks weird. Um, yeah, I noticed that, that too. They do it got they worse replete, as she got older. They have they have new speak. Yeah, yeah. Because they're supposed be like, to be cool, cool. Yeah, they're like, supposed to be, like be talking like a text message, because yeah. that's what being a net runner long term has done to them. Well, and it it definitely got like I don't remember that being in the first half of the show when they're young. It kind of was. Okay, maybe I just it, missed it. But it's it's very clear that only people who are netrunners like talk about it like that. They, yeah, they say poggers and pogchamp and pepela or whatever the hell. Like they 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 talk don't like fucking like you don't Twitch know. chatters. Don't I know, you, but don't like you? they yeah, talk okay, like okay. Twitch chatters. Yeah, to everyone else, it sounds like bullshit. But really, it's that, and it's not necessarily a direct consequence of them going crazy, but they are going crazy. Yeah, I mean that's and, uh, kind of the theory on like everyone. <clears throat> In cyberpunk universes, like they're all slowly going fucking nuts. Well, Kiwi's deal is that she wants to keep a low profile. She thinks that she's smarter than main character, main character and main character's love interest and that she is going to get off the train right as uh, right as they're going to start fucking with Arasaka. So she thinks that by betraying them, not, not even really betraying them so much as just like making an out with uh, Faraday that she can just leave. She thinks that like that's her out. And the reality is that when she tries to leave, she, one, regrets getting them killed. Not enough to actually stop it, but she does regret it. And more importantly, Faraday 
and all of Arasaka, once you're on the radar, you're never off, and he has to kill her because she knows what he's planning to do. Okay, time for a bingo spot. It reminds me a little bit of One Piece. One Piece! Yay! <laughs> uh, only in that, and I'll connect kind of the under the radar, like you're never off, but as you know, if you're doing work for, you know, like Arasaka, you're part of it, then you're there, but the second, like, you're, you know, uh, what it reminds me of is uh, what are called the Seven Warlords in One Piece, which were mm-hmm. seven pirates that had their bounties frozen as long as they worked for the government. They basically became like small government, very powerful small government bodyguards. They could do anything they want. They had free reign, but the second they overstepped or or like became whatever, like they could be hunted down again and their bounties could be unfrozen. And in one piece, that ends up happening. But it was really cool to see Kiwi. Like, you're right, she tried to she tried to get out. And the whole thing with, you know, being in bed with a corporation like that in a lot of Western media is like, once you're in, you can't get out, you know, unless you're John Wick. He was the only guy that ever got out, you know? Uh, but that that's like the whole point. And it was it was neat to see that she thought that like she cared and she told no one to trust anyone ever. Um, inclu- and she meant herself. And it was neat because she was like, I, I mean, I'm, I mean, me too, without saying it. But she's like, yeah, you just literally don't trust anyone in Night City because they'll just stab mm-hmm. you in the back. And that included her. So, yeah, it included her. And more specifically, she thinks that that attitude will protect her. Yep. From yeah. being not just being betrayed, but feeling bad about betraying. And she's wrong. Yep. No matter what, she developed a relationship with these people. She does still care about them. And the act of killing them, stabbing them in the back, makes her basically just lose it the rest of the way. She she goes back to Faraday just to die, and pretty much on purpose. If only she had watched Talentless Nana and understood how it's yeah. done to become friends with classmates with the ultimate goal is just to kill them all you know that's all well the problem is she had to be friends with faraday and faraday was always going to kill her and not pay her so she was like oh well i did all this for the money and now i won't even get that unless i go there and die and at the end of the day she was like uh well you know i'll go there and i'll just die because i deserve it all right well then kind of because you know i'm I'm just worried i i just realized dude it's been an hour and 45 minutes we haven't talked about the other anime yet Ah, nice. There uh, is no other imagine. anime. Oh! All right. But but before no, sorry, we wrap this up, um, <laughs> why don't you just give your your favorite thing or character the anime and like your least favorite, just to kind of tie everything mm. together to kind of send a message as to why we believe this is a, you know, this is a great anime. And then uh, we'll go to called shots and kind of settle the score, and then talk about what we're doing for next season. So Ethan, why don't you tell me like your favorite part, whether it's a character or a scene or emotion, and then give me like your least favorite thing and. I don't know, just give me a closing statement on why why this is better than all the other trash we watch. Um, I, I don't know if I have like a favorite and least favorite specifically, but I'm just going to kind of go with whatever strikes me. Yeah, that's fine. Um, so favorite, quote unquote, the main running flashbacks as he's like, you know, being PTSD mm-hmm. rattled and losing his mind. Um, they were great. Um, this is, and I know we touched on this a little, so I'll keep it brief, but this is an example of how they're, are instances where a flashback right in the middle of a fight scene are, is, like, terrible, you know? Um, and also, like, how flashbacks with a character that, like, you know, we should have already known this before the payoff is also bad. Like, you know, that it might not always work. In fact, most of the time I would say it won't work. Um, in this case, I think it works really well because Maine has had a, like, imperious, uh, you know, he's been, like, a resolute wall of, you know, nothing bad can happen because I'm here. Mm-hmm. And this sets up not only the fact that, you know, he came from similar beginnings, um, not literally similar exactly to, you know, David, but he's um, 
similar in the way that like he was not originally chromed up. Like he was someone that was just like running for the sake of running. Um, he came from that kind of a beginning and he ended up here regardless. And then the second thing it sets up, um, and this happens a lot, is like running is obviously like a, you know, sort of a codex to figure out what the point of this anime is, what the point of this show is, which is like, if you stop moving, you die. Um, yeah. like, you, and if you, you continue moving, you die. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah so your like, running is just delaying the inevitable. That's all it's yeah. Doing. Yeah, exactly. And it's not fate. That's just the world you live in. Like, this isn't like a Greek tragedy. It's not like, you know, our characters wanted to change and couldn't. No, this is it. This is their life. This is, it doesn't get better. Um, and like, you have to keep running. Um, and like you said, Mike, it would only delay it. Um, but this sort of sets up that theme again because, like, we were already given the running. Obviously, it's in the name, but honestly, I kind of forgot about the name. But, like, then uh, Lucy, our main female character, is also like, yeah, you have to run. And she has her, like, second, you know, reveal of why running is so important to her later on. Um, mm-hmm. Least favorite? I don't even know, guys. Um, it's okay if you don't have one. That's fine. That's a good That's a good wrap-up if that's, you know. You don't have I, to have something bad. I just meant, like... Just giving you ideas for what you can talk about, but if you genuinely yeah, yeah, yeah. can't think of something that really degrades it, then that's fine. Just you know, uh, leave it at that. You know what? I'll, I'll say, and this is like a 1% bother, but like every once in a while, Rebecca kind of bothered me. But then looking back, I realized the reason why she was bothering me is because I was like stereotyping the show as an anime. Um, and we kind of touched on this earlier. Like I, I just threw her in the lolly bucket because she was short and like I'm watching an anime. So like that's not the problem of the show. She's just as you know, tropey as any of the other side characters. Um, that doesn't make her wrong more than any of the other ones. So like that one bothered me, but you know, stepping back, I think I was in the wrong. Um, but yeah, overall about the show, I, I don't know guys, this is fucking great. Like I really enjoyed watching it. I looked forward to recording the pod in a way that I like the last few episodes of the pod. I didn't look forward to recording it cause it was about fucking rape. Um, but like this was it's just so fucking refreshing watching something that's good um it's beautiful it's like this is something i could just hand to someone pretty much no matter who they are as long as they're like okay with some measure of gore and be like dude this is just fucking good you should watch this uh and also it helps that it's politically pretty savvy um i i was watching this with my roommate uh the first like four episodes and the first episode i literally had to stop and look at him and go you know dude i know this is like cyberpunk and things are a little like turned up to 11 but a lot of this shit I just see in the real world. Like, this is not that far off. And that's the yeah. fucking point of cyberpunk. Like, yeah. it is supposed to be an allegory for how bad capitalism is and how bad it could be. So, anyway, yeah, I don't know, man. This is just, it's fucking good. This is one of the best things we've watched on the show. Um, and I don't really know if it's particularly close. Um, there's been a lot of other fun things. But, I don't know, I had so much fun watching this. Uh, I, I was not bored. That's fine. Jay, closing statement? Uh... <clears throat> favorite thing Adam Smasher always will be yeah. uh, he was fucking yeah. great really I did love him yeah. Yeah. least favorite thing is honestly that we didn't get to see more of the actual corporations mm. yeah that's a fair point um, yeah. Arasaka is and and Militech are some of uh, also some very interesting characters and that's really what they are a lot of the times yeah. I know that's far more covered in the game um, but so what yeah. you're saying is you agree with the guys at the beginning who said there's just not enough. Okay, so I get you. Yeah, there's not enough character <laughs> development for for the corporations. Well, I mean, maybe, they, they serve their purpose. purpose of they being, are like unobtainium, you want right? A like we don't. Season. No, yeah. I understand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, 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 Jay wants right. to say everybody heard that. Jay wants to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that didn't yeah, wrap up I mean, nicely. 
I don't want a second season, but the only thing I would maybe say I would want is something with the Corpo Wars. That would be great. Yeah. Oh, that would have been cool. Yeah. Spin off or something. Okay. Fair enough. That's pretty good. Um, I'll try to, I mean, because I like everything we talked about, so I'll try to stick different. I think my favorite part about this anime is just kind of the idea that they used, um, like, kind of tropes in the sense that, like, you know, Shakespeare brought forth, like, using the, something called, like, the tragic flaw, where it's like, you know, you have your hero, but he just has this flaw that'll get him killed. And But everyone's tragic flaw here is just that they have to exist in a world where, you know, nothing gets them anywhere but to death, and it just kind of delays it. And it was a lot of fun to watch these tropes unwind, but in a meaningful way, rather than a, in a very predictable way, like we do in most other animes. I was actually just pleasantly surprised, and I got to learn a lot from these characters. And I don't see how someone went into this and goes, ah, we just didn't get enough time to really know these characters. I ate frick, man. And then they just all died? What was the point? I, was, I mean, you, you missed everything, if that's what you came away with, because... That's what made me enjoy it. You know, we talked about Attack on Titan and how it would have been cool if Aaron died. And it's not just because I want a sad and depressing uh, anime, but it is because when someone does sad and depressing really well, it just strikes a whole lot of different chords <clears throat> with me. And yeah. it's just so cool to watch because I'm a pretty upbeat guy. But like when I get to see like the inner workings of, you know, people's fragility and how they just deal with the existentialism that we're all running towards death and, you know, we'll all eventually get there. Just how long will it take? It's kind of up to you. And the meaninglessness of it, it's just, it's a lot of fun. Um, and, and I guess my, my takeaway, uh, not really bad, and it's more of personal preference, and I don't take it. Sometimes I just think that, like, gore can be, like, a little overdone sometimes. And, you know, like, Mortal Kombat style. And I don't think that takes away from the anime for me. It's just more of a personal preference. But at the same time, it fit with the theme, so it's not even really a knock. It's just something for me. There's just like a level of gore where like I'm into it and I'm like, all right, this is cool. And then it gets to a point where it's like, all right, I mean, this is everywhere. And then I immediately become like, uh, I guess immune to it. But maybe that's the point. I, I don't know. It's not really a knock, but I guess if I had to pick one small thing. But uh, I think I think Jay's thing about the corporations is is a really good one because they they are sort of faceless entities, except apparently the faces are very important and very interesting. Um, and I would have liked to have seen that, I guess. So. Probably just second J, but um, all right. Well, what do you guys uh, out of ten? What do you guys give it? I'm at I'm at seven and a half to an eight. I think I talked myself into about an eight out of ten. I think this is a really good piece of media to watch. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll throw it somewhere like eight to a nine because like I don't have a lot of criticisms of it. Um, I don't know what to levy against it that makes it lower. Um, but. I also don't think I would ever really come back and watch this over and over again. Like, for instance, every year I watch Over the Garden Wall. Um, so, like, I don't think... I would do this once or twice more with, like, someone. But, you know, I, I don't need to do this again. So, I don't know. It's still really fucking good. Okay. Producer's at about an mm -hmm. eight and a half. Jay, you still, like, an eight? You any higher? Did you talk yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I didn't talk myself into higher. The the problems that I'll, I'll always have with this is specifically that um, one thing it, I don't think it did as well as cyberpunk 2077 is that, and I think for good reason, I don't think people could handle the real depths of fucking sadness. A lot of these stories can go to. Yeah. Oh. I mean, the game did fucking Makoshi, which if you don't know is, is a fucking soul prison. Right, where yeah. they they forcibly rip any net runner who tries to breach Arasaka security. Uh, they rip their literal fucking brain out of their body, make a copy of it, and put them in a fucking AI prison where they use them as like uh, w w virtual machines. Yeah, yeah. 
I mean, uh, I, fucking, I think I'll say. And then too, there's all kinds of shit with the AIs too. Like, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I think that down with that, but I totally agree that I don't think that I don't know if anyone will ever take a shot at making something that dives that I, deep. They might not, and to be honest, I don't even think that something like that deserves to be included in a show like this because, and I already hit on this, but including Trigger as the person that like designed the, or did the art for the show, it is purposefully trying. It must purposefully be trying to subvert what Trigger does, and like if you include stuff like what you just said, Jay. Like that is not what Trigger does. I mean, that's some like Junji Ito shit. Like you know, it, it would it would be really weird to just drop that in the middle of this. You could play it off as like a joke, but then I feel like you're undercutting the actual like severity of what you're talking about. Like it wouldn't be dark at that point. It would be like a yeah, and like the gang, the Scooby Doo gang, are like, oh, don't mess with that, guys. So I I don't know. I'm fine with it not being here. Um, I mean, it'd be really cool to see someone do what you just described in a different show. Um, but yeah. I, I get your point. I don't think it's like wrong or anything. It just it's good where it is. All right, where well, you guys have it. That is a crappy anime showdowns assessment of uh, Cyberpunk Edgerunner. So now on to more important official business. Who gets the point? Uh, did any of us? I don't know if any. Well, of us well, well, it's, well, it's, it's closest. It, yeah, it's closest. We came down to closest. I'm oh, taking myself. I'm taking myself out of the running. I uh, wasn't not even close, uh, especially when compared. Yeah, to Yeah, it wasn't a net runner. Yeah, well, read yours. Uh, oh, mine was uh, the MC hacks and controls people. No, he was more the, uh, I mean, he became, you know, the parallel to Maine. So he was never supposed to be the actual Netrunner. And no one in the show, including Netrunners, actually, um, mm-hmm. like, actually hacked someone and controlled them. They just, you know, would hack them just to disable them, essentially. That yeah. was as far as they went. The, so. the closest point I would give you is that they hack and control people's memories with the, uh, the brain dance artist. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. The guy who sits mm. in the basement yeah. and like somehow hacks and steals people's like death yeah, throws. Yeah, that's fair. But I don't think it's closer than anybody else, or at least you three. I think I'm I'm the farthest off for my point. Um, uh, let's go, Ethan. What was yours? I had that there would be like USB NFT drugs, um, and I, I mean, I got all right with the USB thing, um, and there definitely are drugs. But I don't think I really landed the mark on the NFT thing. Because, um, like, the the thing I'm thinking about is, like, he meets Lucy by, like, she's a pickpocket. And she's, like, stealing shit I'll out of people's socket, necks. you fool. Oh, dude, that was... Okay, that's, like, almost obnoxious because it's funny. But pick socket feels so good. Um, but anyway... Yeah, pick socket, yeah. I, like, it was... I almost got angry, but I was like, fuck, dude, that actually well, is I so great. Because it like, wasn't I, meant to be punny, which is why... Like, it wasn't used in a punny <sighs> way. Like, it was it just said. Legitimately was, yeah, yeah, it was, like... Well, you pickpocket, but you know it's, it's also so, oh, okay. Like, it's totally it believable that someone would say that shit, yeah. like a hundred percent. Like it rolls oh, right off the yeah. tongue. But um, anyway, I don't really think I got it either. Um, like I don't remember them using those sockets to access drug. Well, is that how they got the XBDs? I don't think so. Yes, the- it is. Oh, it is. Yeah, uh, it's not really an NFT. I mean, I don't know. I, no, I, it's I don't not think an I'm- NFT, but. I mean, I think it's perfectly fair to say that you actually got relatively close that, yes, there are micro SD chips and they do take them like drugs. That is true. I mean, I guess now that I think about it, like the snuff film thing, uh, snuff film thing, um, that's kind of close. Like it's close-ish to being an NFT, but, you know, because you have to distribute them in hard form. But I don't know. That that might be it. Um producer you wanna we can oh we're probably not yeah. gonna pop in for this so the the producer said uh, one character has I'm, a I'm, I'm sentient uh, oh you're popping in oh, okay yeah I'm, oh, what's up, uh, producer um I, I to ethan's state i think that you are pretty close because those were like 
based off of what physical people snuff films. So I mean, technically, it is close to an NFT. Oh, it's yeah, like no one else can own it. Off of one person. Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't think about that. I didn't yeah. Think about that. yeah. Uh, mine was just one person has a robot dick. Which technically, there's a guy, the uh, the homeless guy. Was definitely uh, pissing with and uh, yeah, he had a robot. Said, yeah, he called us. says, like, that, man, you got a chrome yeah, dick. It was, not, it was not a sentient uh, robot. Word, no, it wasn't. He sentient. just said, "Yo, no. that's plastic, man. You had that." It must have hurt. You no, know, it was <laughs> it was Pilar just up on the thing, and it, it was kind of neat. Even though it was like very telegraphed that he was gonna die there because everyone else was trying to walk away, and he was just making fun of this clearly roided out homeless guy. It was still like a pretty nice scene because the shot of him getting his head blown off was at least useful. Yeah, but, it was a good scene. Yeah, he had a, a chrome penis, as they will. Um, and then Jay's was, uh, we discussed it at the beginning, was about um, PTSD and how cyberpsychosis is really PTSD mm-hmm. and not really um, from yeah. cyber. Uh, sen- where, uh, where I'm off is that it's not what the characters discover. Um, the characters do not discover this. Well, are you saying, was your, I, I really don't remember how you wrote your called shot, but like, was it that it the says characters cyberpsychosis isn't real and the secret the characters discover. The, what I said was the purpose of the show was that the characters realize that cyberpsychosis uh, isn't real. And that, okay, I didn't I see, think no. that they'd go subtle with it. So, but again, the, so what, just to be clear, we got have we got havesies. Mike doesn't really have a havesie. No, I agree. Yeah. E- Ethan's got a havesie. There, so uh, there is a micro SD chip that you use to take drugs. Producer has a has, havesie. There is a robot dick. It's just not sentient. Right. I have a havesie. Cyberpsychosis isn't real, but the characters don't discover it. Right. Right. I think that mine is the least supported by the actual show. Okay. That's just a thematic thing that people can figure out. Okay. Um, uh, but I think that Ethan and producer are sort of neck and neck for, for um, it being in the show. And then I actually give the edge to Ethan because it's the most relevant to more episodes and no, more events. No, I, I, I agree with that. But, because um, I agree. I'm 100%. That would make you. it a three-way tie? We well, can't no, do that? <laughs> no, it would make it a four-way oh, yeah, tie. Right. And I think that's it fine. I, you know, I think that's oh, fine. Oh, that's if fun. We, if we did a showdown and this ended in a four-way tie because Ethan was the only one, or Ethan got the closest, we said it'd be possible, then sure. We, you know, we tried our best, but now instead of a three-way tie, we have a four-way tie. So we'll call uh, a season nine a, a four-way tie, and that's kind of fun. I uh, I enjoyed I the like hell that. out of this, and maybe this can be a way to kind of settle things in the future and also get us to watch uh, you know, more good anime. Um, but that being oh, said, please, guys. Please, can we watch better anime? Please, I'm well, fucking begging you. I'm going to bring that up no, right before we we're done, won't. before we wrap it up, because we're, uh, we're getting on two hours here, but... Um, yeah. We got season 10 coming up, you know, that we've released. So, you know, not that that's super important, you know, like 10 seasons, whatever. But, you know, it is, you know, it's a big number. It's double digits. We've done this for a while. Um, are we going to do anything special? We didn't talk about it. So I have no idea. Um, but next season will either be exactly what you've come to expect from Crappy Anime Showdown or, you know, we'll talk in the back channels and maybe release something on Twitter telling you what we're going to do because uh, we didn't talk about it. But maybe it would be fun to do some sort of different format or or try something fun, or maybe it's just stick to what we're doing because it is a lot of fun and maybe add some things. Uh, I don't know. What I do know is I've had a lot of fun over these nine seasons going on 10. It's been a friggin' blast. This was an amazing episode, and, uh, you know, just here's the more. I've, uh, this is this is, oh, this is is what rejuvenates me going into every season is when you get something like this. You're just like, ah, I'm ready, yeah, to, I'm yeah. ready to do more. Um, it's also, like the vacation. 
Also knowing that uh, Record of Ragnarok is going to get a second season in 2023. Hey! <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Can't wait to see. Thank Jack, God we get to watch some quality. Jack the Ripper fight Hercules <laughs> in London. <laughs> Can't oh, man. I did wait. forget He's about that. He's got so many skills that he can bring to the table. <laughs> I was I was talking about that with a, with a friend off the show, and I was like, because we were talking about Cyberpunk, because he'd watched it too. And he's like, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I was like, well, if you want to if you want to watch something that is ridiculous, and then I just kept telling him about it and remembering how ridiculous it was. <laughs> yeah. Adam supported by his son Cain and Abel, who were in the stands cheering him on, and it was just all this like absolute nonsense. I was like, ah. That's an anime that deserves to mean, be talked man. about only because it is just a meme fest. Don't ever take it seriously. But um, yeah, so I mean, that's it. Um, guys, we'll t- I, I don't know. Unless you have something crazy here, we'll just talk about it, you know, off the podcast and we'll figure yeah, out we'll what figure next it out. season's going to be. They can fucking wait. <laughs> um, okay, well, if that's the case, uh, thanks for listening to another episode of uh, Crappy Anime Showdown, and we'll see you next season. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Go, brother. You gotta go. Inkiba! Remember?